Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Last American Pubcast, where everyone knows your name, or at least I know the panelists' names. Uh, I'm PJ Williams, host of Wartime Propaganda and Conspiracy Pilled, and joining me tonight is Tom of America Floats. Hello. Abby Libby, my co-host over on Conspiracy Pilled. Me. And I was about to introduce our guest. She's running a few minutes late, but we are going to have uh, Frankie Rodriguez uh, from Lexit joining us tonight. So what's <laughs> just happened? You guys just flipping around. <laughs> what are you doing, Tom? Yeah, just, Tom just does what he wants. I just uh, wanted to move over, so I was over here. All right, man. How, how, how are you guys' view. weeks? <laughs> how are you guys doing neck, this So week? this is a better angle for me to look at the show. Gotcha. I was having a great night until Tom just pushed me out of the way. <laughs> I've been well, well. not that everyone wants to jump in at once. I've been doing well. I know everyone wants to know. Um, yeah, five weeks in of the marriage so far, going great. Honeymoon phase is uh, still at 100%. So still at 100%. Know. That's good to hear, man. Glad to oh, hear. For, that's, that's for you, for you, how's your wife doing, though? She's miserable. <laughs> yeah. She can't stand it. She's been asking what plans she can make, if she's able to leave. She's like, um, so, is five weeks too late for an annulment? Is it? No, actually, I saw there was a Google search like uh, one year you get like an undo law or something like that. I don't know. So we'll find out. <laughs> you said, did you say that was a Google search on her? Computer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, good, good stuff. How are you good guys? Stuff. I'm glad to hear it. I, I've been having a good week. Yeah. So I don't know. I, got, I was really busy this week. I got uh, invited to be on two other podcasts this week. So this is my fifth night in a row of doing a doing a podcast this week, which is not normal for me. So. Hey, congratulations. It's kind of fun. Yeah, me and Abby were on one together last night. That was fun. There was a lot of lot of conspiracy theories, a lot of not safe for YouTube stuff. <laughs> yeah, very much. Yeah, it got it went all over the place. Yeah, Full Send University. It was uh, dragons and tombstone and uh, I don't even remember. All kinds of stuff. I have to go back and watch that one. Yeah, it was pretty pretty. We talked about unicorns. I guess the evolutionists are trying to teach unicorns now. I didn't know this, so... That's a thing I learned. Anyway, so let's get into our first story of the night. Welcome in everybody who's watching this show. Uh, let so <laughs> I've got Sorry. nothing for unicorns, man. Sorry, unicorn, man. I got nothing I know, there. I know. I, I know. We made funfetti cupcakes today, and they had a unicorn funfetti cupcake recipe where you just put the batter in a uh, like an ice cream cone, like a sugar cone, which yeah. you would think would burn up in the oven. It doesn't. So lesson learned. Lesson cool learned. story, Tom. Fun you should definitely craft, tell that again. Fun little craft for you guys at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely tell that story again sometime. Just not. Hey, cool. You know, Why don't you guys here. have a better, Ever. you know, segue here? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll try to have a better segue. Oh, by the way, Frank is not with us tonight. Obviously, um, he's out spending some time with his family. So uh, we didn't we didn't give him the boot or anything. This is kind of his channel that we're streaming on. So uh, we're going to try not to destroy Frank's channel tonight. But uh, so let's start off with our first story. Biden, who cannot go five minutes without saying or doing something to remind us of how he got the nickname Pedo Peter. Uh, and this clip, I think, is just perfectly symbolizes that. So we've got a whole lot of Biden clips tonight. Let's start with this one. But guess what? We got a lot to do. Gotta say hi to me. We go back a long way. She was Gross. 12, I was 30, but anyway. An awful lot done. Any rate. What 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 are you getting an awful lot done with? A 12 a 30-year-old with a 12 what's he getting done? Oh that's I can only imagine. Here, well, I this can't is, say this, that this is what was going on. Yeah, we on can't say it on YouTube. Head. 16 going on 17. This is it. This is what was going on in his head. 
Now, obviously, we all know that's disgusting and he shouldn't have been thinking that way, but that's what was going on in his head was, oh, she was 12 and I was 30. I want to say it's the dementia, but I feel like Biden's kind of always been this way where it's like, what possesses someone in front of a large crowd to be like, hey, this girl over here, I knew her when she was 12. I was 30 at the time, which was unnecessary information, which just makes it creepy. Like, if it could have just said, uh, he, like, if he, it would, it, would it have been as weird as he's like, oh, I've known her for a long time. When she was 12 years old, we met, you know, like, that would have not sounded I've weird. I've known her since she was a little girl. You would say it in a normal right. way, not, oh, yeah, I've been thinking about it in terms of dating age and what is weird and not to report. And I was 30 and she was how old? Like, that's how he's talking about it. He's not saying, like, oh, she's a family friend or a kindergartner from around the corner. He's mm -hmm. saying, There's oh, yeah, she was jailbait. There's just no way to listen to that clip and not see what he's thinking. Exactly what you said. I'm 16 going on 17. Like, that's the kind of thing running through this guy's head. That's the thing with dementia is that it doesn't change who you are as a person. It, I mean, it does to an extent, but it, like it, it removes layers. It confuses you. But a lot of what it shows is like that inner person. Um, so you get like people who are very angry people inside and they're really good at hiding it before they get dementia. And then after they get dementia, they're just constantly angry. Yeah, like that kind of unwraps the person's facades around yeah. their true personality. And so that kind of lashing out or that anger, those bursts, that is the person's, you know, real frustration coming out, whether they mm -hmm. mean to hit you as a kid or not. Right. Right. Yeah. Super. It's super weird. And he's not when he's not saying something creepy, though, he's making up lots of words and creating gaffes. And he said one this week that I kind of I almost wish wasn't a gaff because uh, he, he finally said something I agree with. But unfortunately, I don't think he meant it. So let's see what so this let me one tell is. You something. I don't think, and I know some of you weren't happy with me. I didn't think we should defund the police. I never believed that and said so at the time. But I sure in hell don't think we should be funding the FBI either. I sure as hell don't think we should be funding the FBI either. I mean, based? I, I kind of have to agree with them. I mean, we spend way too much money at the federal level to begin with. And if we don't want to defund local police, which no one, I think, would want to argue for that, he certainly says now he doesn't agree with that. I'd like to ask him two years ago. But he says he doesn't want that now. I'd agree. Let's go even further. Joe, I'm going to hold you to your words. Let's not fund the FBI. I don't care if it was a flub. We're not going to fund the FBI. Well, that's what's interesting. Every part of his statement was either a gaffe or a lie because the whole idea of I never said that we should defund the police. We never believed in defunding the police. It wasn't my vice president who was bailing out violent rioters and, and standing for the defund the police movement. That was not us at all. They actually want. Remember at one point they tried to say it was the Republicans that wanted to defund the police. Yeah, the, the Republicans were anti-police because we were somehow anti-justice for January 6th. That was their line of thinking. Right. Or because of the you know, federal government's overreach with the FBI that makes us anti-police somehow. Well, and how the protesters at the at the Capitol were attacking police officers. These people can't be pro-police and pro-January 6th. You know, that was that's still, I think, their, their line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that, Abby? I have such a hard time differentiating what they actually think and what they're just using. They're just using our, like, we had spent the whole summer supporting police, and then they were like, oh, we're just going to use that against them. Right. Yeah, Ocean Breeze Salt says, isn't there a seven-minute compilation of Democrats saying defund the police? I mean, that would be a shortened version. Like, it was their entire campaign slogan for 2020. Yeah, we've had a three-year compilation of it. It's called CNN. This is CNN. Right. Right. It's funny, too, because I feel like some people for, like have a short memory and they think that started while Trump was president. But I remember the pigs in a blanket frying like bacon being 2014. supported. Yeah. In 2014, under Obama being supported by 
by the Democrats back then. I mean, it really did start under Obama with the Trayvon Martin case. Remember when he came out and he said, if I had a son, he'd be like Trayvon Martin. He'd he, be that he would look like Trayvon. Yeah. And yeah. he also said, Michael Brown, you know, he, he reinforced the hands up, don't shoot lie. Um, which had a lot of people like myself at the time, I didn't know enough. I was like, oh, well, if he had his hands up and the cops shot him, that's terrible. And you just believe that until you're told it's not the case. That's the worst part is it was so widely reported that many people, like anybody who didn't look into it, actually still believes the Michael Brown lie, that he didn't have uh, the cop on the ground beating him and trying to take his gun, which was an eyewitness testimony and all the evidence supported. Abby, what, what did you think of Michael Brown? Go. (laughs) <laughs> I I believed it for the longest time. I had I had no reason to not believe it. I wasn't on Twitter. And this is one of the things that that I've been thinking a lot about is that like the people who ha- don't even know what they don't know. They don't know that there's a reason to not be watching Fox. They don't know that there's a reason to not be watching CNN because they've never had somebody challenge it. They've never been presented with the evidence. Or they're smarmy and they're smug about their choice of which side they're choosing. And then they mm. think, oh, you're a stupid Fox listener because you don't subscribe to the MSNBC. Or mm-hmm. they would, you know, on the other side, they go, oh, you must, lo- you, must watch, you must watch CNN because you don't buy hook, line, and sinker everything that Hannity says. Right. Right. <clears throat> you know, it wasn't the Michael Brown one that got me. It was the whole uh, George Floyd thing I thought was very interesting because when it first happened, I don't know anybody who saw the, the clip with it. In con- like without context, without all of that, they just saw the first clip and they're like, "That looks bad." It doesn't yeah, look like the guy was saw that. guy, but it looks bad. Everyone and everybody, thought, "Damn, yeah." Everybody left, right, and center was like, "That doesn't look good." That cop probably it should get an excessive force charge. And then I remember the a day or two later, CNN had this thing: Democrats and Republicans split on the whole thing. And I was like, "Nobody split on this." Nobody split on it. It caused a divide, but like mm-hmm. it was entirely media driven. Now, when the fact like more facts came out, it became less. It, became, it didn't look as bad. I'm not saying it was ne- not, not bad, but like it looked less bad. The more facts came out, like the, the camera angle that showed him kneeling on his shoulder, not his neck, or mm-hmm. the fact that there was video of him in the car asking the cop to put him on the ground. Like that got to me. But I feel like everybody I, was I don't in think Derek Chauvin did anything wrong. Yeah. I think it, it was. While, a, while we're talking about it, I don't think Derek Chauvin <clears> did anything wrong. I think it was I don't a either barely... now that I know the case, but at the at first, everybody thought it looked bad. Yeah. Hey, welcome and congratulations to the new mods. And while we're at just over uh, 12 minutes in, that's 7-12, 12 after the hour. If you could like the stream, share the stream link with a friend and a family member. That's two people on your Gab, your Getter, your Truth Social, or your Twitter. And then back to PJ. No, I think Abby was saying something, but yeah, definitely follow us if you can. Also, I will say solo.to slash last American podcast has all of our links if you guys can check that out. So sorry, you were saying something, Abby? I'm not sure if Derek Chauvin did nothing wrong, but it was a barely assisted suicide. So. Well, didn't he die from a fentanyl? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. barely assisted. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, I guess where I go is what did he do wrong? And when they point out things that they said in the in the case that he did wrong, they had witnesses to say, no, no, this is by the book. No, no, this is not the use of force we would have recommended. It's actually less than. And so right. it's circumstantial that the guy died. You can say, well, he didn't save his life. He didn't have Narcan on him. Like, well, yeah, he's not a paramedic. He's a cop. Like, he's also not an angel. He can't bring him back right. from the dead. You, you could- I can't charge him for keeping him dead. The, right. the blame would have to go more on the police training that told them to do the move that he was doing. I, that's it's hard exactly. for me to hold him entirely accountable. And, and especially what he got charged with. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's criminally responsible. I do think that his track Morally. record... Right. right. Like that's, what I, that's what I mean when I or say he, he didn't like, do anything wrong. Tech, yeah, 
Exactly. Um, I, I think that his track record wasn't wasn't great. And I think that that comes down to and this. It, my husband has experienced this in the, the fire service where um, the, the unions keep terrible people in or even just people who who have flubbed and flubbed and flubbed. They have a pattern of not being great cops, not being great uh, firefighters, and they, they just stay in the system because of the unions. Yeah, I think right, but the unions also know they're bad, and so they can use them to gum up the system. They use yep. them for traction and for leverage, and yep. they can use them kind of as the lowest common denominator. They're fodder. But mm-hmm. but that but what you're saying, Abby, kind of proves my point in the beginning, is that everybody was looking at this the same way, going, hey, maybe there's a problem with the police unions. And if anybody for, maybe forgot, there was actually a point where BLM and people on the right were going, actually, we should start looking at the police unions. And that's when the media drove the narrative that they're split which was a total mm-hmm. lie, and then it, do- it drove the division. So Yeah, it's, it's the weekend that you saw Maxine Waters and Nancy Pelosi out in public saying, we yeah. got to get in their face, we have to shout them down, we can't do this, we have to be... And that was like the summer of love you know, that we were heading into. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I want to go back to this FBI point, because Biden is... Uh, it's a gaffe, obviously, but he's saying that we shouldn't fund the FBI. Uh, I think we'd all agree with that, at least. And there's this story that just really drives this home for me today. And it's uh, the FBI raids. This comes from uh, Red Voice Media. It says the FBI raids home of pro-life advocate arresting father of seven with guns drawn, terrifying the children. So a little bit from this uh, in Bucks County, PA, a Catholic pro-life advocate was arrested in September after armed FBI agents burst into his home for the offense of allegedly shoving a man in 2021 who got up in his face. So if you go down in this uh, it basically says uh, his wife, Ryan Marie, objected to what the FBI uh, agents had told her. Uh, she said, you can't come into this person's house and kidnap them at gunpoint. Uh, and they said, where does it say this? They said they basically said um, uh, it doesn't matter if we have a warrant or not. She, she basically made him go back and get the warrant. But uh, come down here is the part I want to read. It says, per the DOJ's press release, prosecutors claim that the 72-year-old man allegedly shoved uh, Hauk, I think is how it's pronounced, the guy that was raided, um, identifying as BL. I don't know what that means. Does that mean? They don't want it to be publicly known. So okay, the 72-year-old man, the victim, just wants okay. to be known as BL. Okay. In the release was uh, merely attempting to escort two patients exiting the clinic when Hoke allegedly shoved him uh, the first time and further claimed uh, later verbally confronted BL and forcefully shoved him to the ground again. If convicted, Hope could face up to 11 years in prison. The part I want to read is right here. It says, when, Marie, when Ryan Marie realized the reason for her husband's arrest, she admitted being familiar with the matter, noting that this exact case had been thrown out by the district court in PA until Biden's DOJ picked it up. That's the point I wanted to, to get to is Biden's DOJ literally goes into a house. This man, his wife, his kids, they bust in the door. She's at the door saying, hey, I've got kids. Can I like... Can, can we like not have you kick in the door and come in like we're going to come out. It's going to be fine. And they came in anyway. Guns like pointed at their faces, said it doesn't matter if we have a warrant. You don't have to ask us for the warrant because the deal because Biden's DOJ had to pick up a local crime and, and prosecute this guy over something that the, the, the judge had already thrown out. It's, it's difficult to process. It's such a big deal. Like, you know, how it just like goes over right. your threshold, right? I guess the point I'm getting to is like Biden's DOJ, the FBI seems to be targeting individuals for the crime of shoving. Like, why is the FBI like kicking in a man's door? Obviously, it's because he's a pro-life advocate and it Mm -hmm. it looks good for them, but like or not looks good for them, but it goes towards their cause. This just seems like a gross overuse of the federal government. Oh, certainly. I mean, shoving. (laughs) 
That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, Hunter does worse to the prostitutes he pays nightly. And not just shoving, <laughs> mm-hmm. but but I'll say this too. I mean, if this guy has seven kids, right? That's what they said. He's a father of seven. They should be rating him from the ATF's perspective. He's got an automatic sprayer in that house. If he's got seven kids, like, so that must be, he's prolific. I think that must be why the cops are after him. <laughs> okay, Tom. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else you want to say? This is just like, when I read this, it just seems to me like the FBI is becoming more and more, like it went from raiding the home of Trump you know, and like we all said, it's the the crossing of the thresholds, the the crossing of the Rubicon, right? Mm-hmm. And now it seems like the FBI is going as far as to prosecute and send, what does it say, twenty five to fifty armed FBI came into this house mm-hmm. for one man who shoved someone in Philadelphia well, for a local it, a local crime that the judge didn't think was worth prosecuting. You got to think you put two to three agents per person that you expect to have a gun in there. He's got seven kids. So you got to just do the math and say, okay, there's going to be at least nine barrels pointed at us. We got to go in with something near, you know, three times that. So yeah, it makes sense. They'd go in with just under 30 agents because that makes sense from the FBI. Yeah. The thing that scares me about this even more so is that, that Twitter really didn't route. Like there, there was some outrage, but I've, I've noticed lately that people have just not been rallying behind things that we should be genuinely outraged about. We have a couple of these stories this week where the, just the the trends didn't follow it. It's like no one cared. And if that's the case, this is going to become significantly more normal. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And, yeah, I want to get to some of those cases because it does seem like the violence from the left, uh, from the from not just from the government, but just from the stooges of the left, that they're getting off with all kinds of violent crimes against the right. So I want to get into that. I have a few more Biden gifts I want to get, uh, gaffes I want to get into. I said gifts. GIFs? Is it gifts or GIFs, guys? GIFs, like peanut butter. You know what's funny to me is like, I know the guy who invented them says it's pronounced GIFs, but it's so hard for me when I know the first word is graphic that I think of it as GIF. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. But I mean, the giraffe isn't going to tell you that That's their true. name is giraffe. That's true. You know? And Jeffrey, the, you know, the fancy way of spelling Jeffrey with a G, you know, G-E-O. Uh-huh. Joffrey, he would graphic say is, is pronounced with a, with a hard G though. Anyway, <laughs> wait, no, you 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 didn't watch Jurassic Jurassic Park with you know, the uh, <laughs> drawn in dinosaurs? It, the, the, all the purple giraffes. Okay. I, I would watch a movie called Jurassic Park. One hundred percent. It's just animated dinosaurs over top the uh, actual practical effects. Okay, let's watch another. All right, Biden. So GIF, as you said. apparently, I just saw this one this week, and Tom let me know that this isn't new, but I want to play it anyway because you could look at our country as the blind leading the blind. But what happens when the blind is also leading the blind leader, uh, the president of the United States? So check oh, this, this video out. Where am I? I'm right here. Where am I? That's a, that's a blind man leading Biden to the X on the ground for him to stand on. Hey, folks, how are you? And it took him like 12 seconds to realize there was people there to talk. The big, to. the big question here is between the two of them, the blind man and Joe Biden, who needed more help getting an escort to their assigned spot to stand? Oh, it was definitely Joe I Biden. <laughs> that's that's pretty sad. It's- so. Again, it's over the threshold. It's it's like, how do you even process that this person is in charge of the United States? Well, that's the thing. Is like, how is this real? Sorry, I didn't mean right. that. He's not. And that's what it how is. It's a struggle session. Real? They want you to see this. They want you to go, this can't be. 
they want you to know there's no way that it is. And yet they're going to lie to you and say it with a smile anyway. And that is the punishment. It's to mock mm -hmm. you. It's to shame you. It's to make you feel like there is nothing you can do because they're going to overtly lie to your face and say that Joe Biden is in charge of anything other than poop in his pants. That's the uh, Go ahead, Abby. I'm going to say something and I want to be very clear. YouTube. I'm not advocating violence. But the, the difference Here between... Here goes the stream. Here goes the stream. <laughs> she said but. <laughs> but <laughs> the difference between now and the Revolutionary War is that things were very, very clear. Like, as, as a nation, we rebelled oh. so much sooner in the process because it was one clear thing that they did. They started right. taxing sugar and tea and, and things without representation. And so Stamps. they were like, nope, nope, we are not handling this. But now we've put up with so much more because of the gaslighting, because they keep telling me it's us, it's not happening. And we're just like, our heads are spinning. And we don't even know what to do or say. Can I, I mostly agree with you, but can I clarify one thing? Cause I feel like this Absolutely. gets misrepresented a lot with the revolutionary war is yes. The rioting, uh, the, the tea harbor stuff that started with the taxing of tea, but what mm -hmm. the, what the straw that broke the camel's back was actually gun confiscation. The, the shot heard around the world that started the revolutionary mm -hmm. war happened when they marched in to take their guns. Mm -hmm. So it, yep. it was it was more than one thing, but it was one cl clear thing after another clear thing. It was one clear Wait. thing that started the you know the school me because I am I'm trying to remember. I thought it was like a not the Boston massacre, but wasn't it basically the Boston massacre that got it all rolling? Well, the I don't know, and, I, and that's the whole question as to like who shot first. Was it the redcoats or was it the you know the colonials? Were, no one were they being bullied in the alley, or was the alleyway the ambush? And that the redcoats said they were ambushed. The colonials said that they were attacked, and the only people that died, I think, were the colonials. So that got the revolutionaries pissed off. Right, but it, the point I was just making is that it started with them marching in to take guns. So, like, mm -hmm. that's yes. whoever shot first. That was the catalyst of like taking the, the, It was Han Solo. He shot first. Let's just Han Solo yes. definitely shot first. Yeah, Greedo didn't even have a chance. No. They were taking guns and they were quartering troops in people's houses, which means it was it was right. an incredible financial strain. They had to feed them, they had to house them. Um, that's not something that is talked about much either. But that's well, what they the do that today. But they do it on a macro level. Instead of putting a person mm -hmm. in your home, they put a community in your city. And so mm. they're taking people from the border and they're going, "Hey, by the thousand, they're now living in your neck of the woods. Only they're in an apartment that you couldn't, you know, know about." Because it's 20 miles away, but your tax dollars are funding that, and you just don't know about it, right? Okay, one one more point, because I think a Not lot of you, people but the are proverbial you, like the well, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, well, the Constitution shredded anyway. We should us, the conservatives, should just you know plow ahead, do whatever we need to do. And the, the first step that the Founding Fathers took was to declare independence from the government they were under. They didn't just start rebelling against right. it. They, right. they declared themselves a new nation and then they fought for the new nation. I think that's the order it should go in. Right. Yeah. But I don't want to see the nation. I want to say this is our nation. You've taken it over and you don't follow the laws that have built it. I don't want to just say, hey, let's build another one because mm. that kind of gives them the right to just take over anything they want as they have. It's, it's already the best you know machine that we've built politically in the world. Mm -hmm. So Waffle that's Salter, thank you. Speech to clear for Saturday. Uh, <clears throat> speech too clear for a Saturday. Have a drink. You know what, Waffle Salter? I just realized that I was so busy setting this up, and I was, you know, because Frank's not here, that I didn't even grab my beer. So you guys discuss for a second longer, and I'll be. Right Don't back. leave me here alone with Tom. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna also step away. So Abby, you entertain the people. Oh my gosh! Oh, I thought he was joking. Wow. 
Well, um, <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's see the com uh, the comments. What do we got here? Ocean Salty going to get a drink. Love to see it. Maranatha, I went my whole life being the best person. I could do no drugs, no alcohol. And these goofballs who run the country drink, I won't let them tell me what to do. Fair. Yeah, that's that's a good point where you you live your life at a certain level and then um, you listen you listen to people who are who are not willing to live at that same moral level, tell you what to do, take your money, all of those things. I get it. Yeah, I this is uh, come back to <laughs> floundering. No, you're reading comments. You're doing great. <laughs> Best episode of the podcast yet. <laughs> What is with the purple giraffes? That um, is, a, yeah, that's a great question. The purple giraffes are super, super cool. To figure out what the hell you're talking about, Margot Catholic. <laughs> Too much of that communion wine. I wonder. I wonder what um, religion she is. I wonder if she's like Protestant. Probably, probably a Protestant, actually. Yeah. This yeah. I say that. Altar. <laughs> wow. All right, so that's a nice, uh, that's a nice beer mug there, bud. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I got uh, one more Biden clip I wanted to play uh, before we go on to another story because that one was last year, but this one, I mean, he just like he's continually de uh, denigrating. I think is the word I was looking for, and this is just—it's not the first time we've seen this. Degrading? But the guy's constantly wandering around with no idea where the hell he's at. The, oh, in the camera. <laughs> Yeah, he thought there was supposed to be a kid there. Uh, Mr. Back this up. I know I can show you what it was because this is this is really easy to explain. Such a back, back it up a little bit. Back up a little bit. Yeah, yeah just kind of scroll through this. So it, right here, he's walking. He goes right there. He's pointing to the people. He's saying right here, there's supposed to be a kid. And then another second forward, he stops and he kind of jostles like right here. I'm supposed to have shoulders in my hands and scalp in my nose. And he goes, <laughs> he's mad. He's mad. Like whoever the kid was, he's not here. And now you can see. They kind of escort him off, but that's what was happening. He was looking for a child. My favorite, yeah, that's where is he? Probably Where's what happens. Girl? My favorite part here is the cameraman even gets confused. He's like, "Okay, well, this guy over here is talking," and then he, hold on, let me show it. The cameraman doesn't know what to do. For the communities, when like, this guy's talking, wait, what the hell's Biden President doing? Biden for your outstanding. <laughs> and it's the kind of thank you where it's like, "Thank you, shut up." <sighs> Right. Yeah. It's not thank you. Like sincerely. Thank you, Mr. President. It's like, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Joe. Bye bye. He's like, maybe if I tell him thank you, he'll get the hell off the stage and stop making this awkward. Yeah. Just because they don't have the wrap it up music like the Academy Awards do. Yeah. Yeah. They need one of those. What are they called? The the hook that pulls him? Need one of those. A shepherd's hook? Shepherd's hook. There no, they go. just needed a small child. They would have lured him right off the stage. He would have walked head first off of it. Yep. Actually, I lied. I have one more Biden thing I want to show because this one. <laughs> please, please let it be you know the one. What? You can't get enough of making fun of Biden. It's just too. It's too good. It's like low hanging fruit, but you know, I'm I'm there for it. This one though was great because it made Elton John very uncomfortable, <laughs> oh, this and it made everybody very uncomfortable watching. And I showed this to Tom earlier, and he's like, "Is that is that real?" Like, I that actually laughed out loud. Honest. I didn't think it was real. I still don't believe it's real. Yeah, it's got to be a carpe diem meme. So this is Joe Biden talking about AIDS uh, with, <laughs> with Elton John. And by the way, it's all his fault that we're spending $6 billion in taxpayer money this month to help AIDS fight HIV. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> do it again. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> One more John, time. The most prolific <laughs> piano player and AIDS giver. All his fault. <laughs> we're spending six billion dollars in taxpayer money this month to help AIDS fight HIV. Now, now to be fair, it's not all Elton John's fault, but Freddie Mercury was unavailable for comment. Yes. <laughs> and Biden says it like it's a good thing. Like it's a funny joke to and say Elton it was bites his tongue. No, I don't think, I genuinely don't think that Biden meant it that way. I think he was trying to say, right? Because PJ, you agree with me on this. Yeah, he I agree trying, with you. He was trying to say, you know, like it's, 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 thanks uh, to Elton like, John, we raised John, money. We are able to spend this money. Yeah, we're able to do five billion on AIDS research and assistance because of people and their work, like Elton John. But how he <laughs> says it is, AIDS is a Elton five John's billion fault. dollar price tag because of this guy over here. Come on, look at this rascal. Well, <laughs> like, he says it. Come out, it almost seems like like if it wasn't Biden, I would think someone did this on purpose because he says it like, hold on, I got to play this one more time because listen to the way that he says it's uh, well, just here. Let me play it. I just got to get this point across. So By the way, it's all his fault that we're spending six billion dollars in taxpayer money. This that, that part right there. It's all his fault that we're spending taxpayer money. Like he, right? he emphasizes it on a way of like, wow, if this guy hadn't spread AIDS, we wouldn't have to spend $5 billion of taxpayer money. His eyes go up and everything. It really looks like he's ragging on the guy. And watch bite his tongue because he doesn't know how to respond. He like flicks his tongue a few times and then bites it because he just does nothing to say. He's like, I didn't spread that much AIDS. Come on. <laughs> Just one yeah, billion like, worth. Yeah, Come on. I said, yeah, I was like, maybe like one billion, but not five, not six. Yeah. Like I said, like I said, he just had he had to put it all on him because Freddie Mercury's not around to to take credit. So there's got to be one more clip, PJ. Yeah, do we have that? Oh, I do have one more clip. Yeah, we have that. We have the sixty minutes I want to get to, but I have one more clip of Biden because again, it's not just that he says stupid stuff. Sometimes he just makes things up, and everybody just. You know, the Democrats just, yeah, sure, that thing that you said, true international depression, better Kathka, yeah, it's whatever. So he's got another one of those this week. So let's check oh, this good. one out. The truth is, there's a lot more Republicans out there taking credit for the new bridges and those bones that are collapsing than actually voted for it. I love going by. Wait, what? New bridges and what? For the new the bridges blood and, and the bones that are Bond of the collapsing. Yeah, the blood <laughs> of the collapsing. Clearly, you I mean... And if, the, if, the if the Republicans would just vote for the new bridges and bonafide collection, this country would be at a better place. That's all I'm saying. It'd be in a better bath there. It'd be in a better bath. We wouldn't have to. We wouldn't have to mobilize for international pressure if it wasn't for the, the Republicans voting against bridges and uh, credit what was it? for the new bridges and those bonds that are collapsing. Bonafide collapsing. Yeah, yeah. The bulls is that collapses. <laughs> kind of almost there. He's like bridges that are collapsing, almost. Do you see the? Hold on. Do you see the faces of the people in the background? Just like yeah, yeah, that like thing. The the woman's face right behind his left this shoulder. One? Yeah, yeah. She looks like a cutout. Like that doesn't look like a real. Lady. I'm not I, sure that is a human. Be does she move? Hold on. Then actually voted for. I guess it. she I does, but she doesn't look real. real. This is it a was great. just a bad still oh, image. <laughs> oh man. It's so bad. But uh, no, so one of the things I wanted to say, though, is that it's easy, obviously, to laugh at Biden and think he's just a harmless idiot because he makes up words. He says things he doesn't mean. He makes fun of Elton John. It's like it's really on one hand easy to just, you know, think he's a harmless, old, demented idiot. We all know he's not running the country. That's the one thing we're all certain on. Everybody knows that whatever Biden's doing, he's not really running the country. But 
his heart. The stock market does kind of look like he's running the country, though. Right. Like they're making it look like he's doing it. Right, but that—that's mm-hmm. kind of my point. Is it's not—he—he's not entirely harmless because we've seen the 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 effects of his MAGA Republican rhetoric this week in in full display. Um, so I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to this story about. Uh, You're gonna about, skip it. Uh, sorry, what? You're gonna skip our sixty minutes clip. You've been. I was gonna come back to it after blue this. Blue ball on us. Blue ball on us. This I was. I was gonna. I was gonna take gonna it to a darker like this, place and, and then, then have some walk away? comedic Let's relief. After. Okay. Also, Frankie's here. Yeah, I was gonna say. Hello, I am so so sorry for um being late. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Frankie, we're happy to have you. Also, PJ kept saying there was Frankie coming, and I just thought he was referring to Frank. So I'm (laughs) glad to meet you. Yeah, you know know what though? It's always part of the story, and like the the best first impressions. Everyone always thinks and tells me they're like, "Yeah, I heard Frankie," and I was expecting like a six foot tall dude with a beard. I was like, "Yep, that's me." You know, it's it, I, we missed a great opportunity, Frankie, because I was going to not even mention the fact that Frank wasn't here, and I was just going to pretend like you were Frank. We all had to like acknowledge his new identity, and then next week he'd come back. We'd have a great detransition story. It was going to be, yeah. it's going to be epic. So yes, yes, the yeah. transition's going smoothly. Everything's great so far. Yes, you're passing at least here on the on the podcast. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Frankie, how's how's your day going? Um, it's been a wild, crazy, busy day. I've been filming and editing all morning, and that's why I was running a little behind. Um, but yeah, I'm. It's every day is wild. Every day is crazy. You can't you can't complain. But it's amazing to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Did you say it's fun. amazing beer or amazing to be here. Amazing to be here, but beer oh, okay, because this is pretty. Good beer <laughs> I'm actually drinking. So um, here, I'm gonna hold it like this because then it looks like a forty ounce. But it's actually it's just it's just water. But it does look like a forty ounce, right? You just tell people it's, it's a, par- a brass it's monkey. It's a party bottle. Yeah. So so what's funny is I anytime that I'm driving for a while, I I take these. I have them really cold in the car, and then and then I'm drinking it in the car, and people think I'm drinking like a what? actual we, cobra. You know, it'd be even better yeah. is if you kept it in a brown paper bag. <gasps> That's what I need to do. That's yeah. what you need to do. That yes, would be really that's cool. That's it. That's that's the move. That's yep, the and then just carry a couple loose dice in your pocket, and you're good to go. <laughs> I need the fuzzy dice. Hang in. Let's keep keep yeah. a couple singles on you. That way, your friends can hold a couple dollars if need be. <laughs> so, that's Frankie, okay. for people uh, here who are not familiar with you, you want to give everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Um. Oh man. Okay. Well, my name is Frankie Rodriguez. I am not a six foot tall dude uh, with a beard. Although sometimes I anymore, I, anymore, anymore. <laughs> As of a last night, transition went smoothly this morning. That's actually why I'm late. Um, Bloggers kind of they they kind of just hit all of a sudden, so I had to wait. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but no, so I I just do a lot of um, the community organizing. I work with uh, Lexit. If anyone has or has not heard of Lexit, it's a Latino exit from the Democrat Party. So we basically just red pill Latinos left and right. It's really fun. And um, so I've been working with them since I got involved in politics. I have a podcast show where I just expose all the lies and the fraud from Democrats. And I throw in a lot of funny things in there. So I try to make it as fun as possible. Um, I go around and I speak at different events and I work with several candidates across the country. So I'm just trying to do everything that I can and get maybe yeah. two hours of sleep when I can. Ooh, Frankie's, <laughs> the, 
Who's Frankie's your favorite the busiest person I know. Who, who's the favorite person to work with in terms of candidates? Put you on the spot. Oh man. Um, you know what though, working with Yunkin was actually pretty fun when I was in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because he, you know, we worked right in the office in the same office in the same building. And, um, he came in every couple days and would say hello to everyone, no matter who you were, what your job was. He was very involved with knowing his team and he would buy us like a ton of ice cream. Like it'd be like a buffet of ice cream and pizza and would buy us lunch all the time. Um, so it was just a lot of fun and just listening to all of the conversations and um, just just all, all, all the important meetings that they had, just being able to listen in on everything and learn so much. I learned so much during those two, three months that I was there um, and just understanding the strategies of why certain things were done a certain way, why they decided to go one route and not the other. And just hearing both sides of the argument taught me so much. Um, so for sure, I think that one, that one was, was the best, best candidate. Yeah. He seems like he would be really strategic in, in how he does things. Although ice cream and pizza parties, maybe not the best thing to do in terms of the conspiracy theories that are out there that Abby probably buys into. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't, I try not to eat as much sugar now, but, um, but it was, it was, it was fun. It was, it was really just to keep, you know, the whole team together and motivated. And he was really nice, just really, really nice. I've never heard him raise his voice. That's awesome. Um, But it was, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, that is awesome. Yeah. Frankie's one of the, Sorry, go ahead, Abby. You're telling us that he is as much of a sweetheart in real life as he appears. And and I mean, from from what I've seen, he he was really nice. Okay. Here we go. We Always. go from her introducing herself as someone who's associated with the Lexit to now like a hardcore five minutes on Glenn Youngkin. So sorry about that, Frankie. I just thought it'd be like a, a one-off question, but now we're diving down a, a rabbit hole here. <laughs> no, no. Normally, I try to I try to portray myself as like this hardcore, like, and it's yeah, it's I'm like the nicest <laughs> person. I'm like, hey. <laughs> so, on that note, then, what is your favorite conspiracy theory that you believe is true? I mean, the ones that are left because so many of them have come true. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's that's hard. Like, they've all come true. Mm. They've all come true. Um, I think, oh yeah. Okay. The one that I guess has not been proven yet. Um, and I'm still really trying to figure out, but I, I have this feeling now from all these things that I've seen that we actually did not land on the moon. And I'm really sad. I'm really sad about it. That was like my favorite story as a kid. I I grew up wanting to be an astronaut. And, um, so to now think that there's a very good possibility that we didn't land, I'm a little heartbroken. Yeah, we, me and Abby actually talked about this last night over on Full Send University, and I was like, you know, when I was a kid, it did, I, I never even thought like it was weird that there was a Zoom call from the moon in 1969, and yeah, now I'm like, that doesn't sense. make any sense at all. Like, <laughs> it yeah. made so much sense as a kid. It made sure. So much, and now oh. I'm like, I can't even get reception from IHOP. You know what I mean? Let alone how are we going to get a video from the moon? Like that's that's nonsense. It's nonsense. Right. Yeah, I always thought like that when I realized that I was like, oh yeah, I can't get reception most places. Yet somehow, <laughs> like pre all of this stuff, we had a video call from the moon. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. to believe that the government is really good at that stuff is insane. But to believe that the government is really good at lying about that stuff is totally believable. That's yeah. a lot, lot more believable. Yeah. Oh. So, so uh, I was actually 
Tom and Abby were giving me crap about, about uh, skipping over a story, but I was waiting for you to get here before we, we pulled this up. So now that you're here, we'll put that other story on the back burner because <laughs> there's this really funny video of Trump and Biden on 60 Minutes together. I don't know if you've seen it. So I hope you haven't because I want to get your reaction. So yes. this is just so good. So let's, let's play a little bit of this. We created the greatest economy in the history of our country. Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. The unemployment numbers for African-Americans, for Asian-Americans, for Hispanic-Americans, virtually every number was the best. Inflation rate month to month was just uh, 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 just an inch. Hard we had the best stock market price ever. I got that. But guess what we are? We're in a position where for the last several months it hasn't spiked. You know what? Just <laughs> a dead look on his face, like <laughs> there's there's one like halfway in where Trump looks up at the camera and he's making he makes like a huh? face and I yes. swear I don't think I've ever seen anyone use that image, but I made sure I saved it. I'm gonna be using it a lot in the next couple of weeks. It's gonna be on a lot of thumbnails. Yeah. yeah if I, I see it, I'll point it out. Yeah, yeah I know the exact frame you're talking about. <laughs> Let's keep going with this for a minute. She deleted 33,000 emails. How that could possibly happen. How anyone could be that irresponsible. (laughs) And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? (laughs) By that, I mean names of people who helped or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. Yeah, I think it's disgraceful what she's done. I I mean, honest to God, that's all I think. Biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. <laughs> I said, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. They spied on my campaign, they got caught. Don't. And then they went much. <laughs> Don't. Don't. That part gets me every time. Did we pass the face, Tom, or is it still coming up? No, that happened we passed already. It. That happened, was it the this one? Oh, yeah. Yep. Right yeah. <laughs> right I thought he did it again. It's like Trump pawn face. <laughs> this is going to be every thumbnail of America floats for the next month. It's already been one, I think. So you can go look at that. Oh, perfect. What, sorry, were you saying something, Frankie? No, 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 no. All right, let's 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 see a little bit more of this. Graceful, what she's done. I, I mean, do. honest to God, that's all I think. The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. <laughs> I, say it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. They spied on my campaign, they got caught. Don't. And then they went <laughs> further than that, and they got caught. Yes. It was our Justice Department. Yes. It was Obama and Biden. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, stay at home, Dad. Thank you for the super chat. So just a reminder for people, um, get in your super chats from uh, and at uh, last call, 10 minutes left of the podcast. We'll answer any questions. So if you guys got questions for Frankie or any of us, uh, get them in and we'll we'll get to them. So all right, let's see. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. So wrong. I think what happened was disgraceful. It should never have happened. Think about that. Should never have happened. Think of how that has changed everything. What kind of ice cream? What flavor ice cream do you have? You think I would tell you if I knew exactly what it would be? Of course I'm not going to tell you. You just come in here with that negative attitude. And it's much too early to make that kind of decision. And when I finish, this country will be in a position like it hasn't been maybe ever. I'm more optimistic than I've been in a long time. (laughs) So I love love that. (laughs) There we go. Beautiful. I love the ice cream question because I think that might legitimately, as far as Biden goes, not like Obama, who's 
you know, wiggling into a third term from his beach house or, you know, the deep state or whoever's actually running the campaign. I think the ice cream question is the only difficult decision that Biden has had to make as president. And he doesn't know the answers. So he is honest when he's saying, like, you think I would tell you if I knew? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't even get to pick the ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Sad. He's just got to be like, it's either going to be mint chocolate chip or chocolate, Superman. Chocolate, I don't know. Chocolate chip. Chocolate, chocolate chip. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they give him like some cheap Neapolitan and he's upset, but he doesn't get to pick no. that. So he wouldn't, he wouldn't have Neapolitan because it has colors in it. <laughs> that'd be racist. Well, no, but they're separated just like how he wanted the schools to be. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But there's yeah. equal, there's equal separation. <laughs> he wouldn't be about that. Right. Okay. <laughs> Oh, he needs the proportions of like a jawbreaker where there's like, you know, liminal lines until there's thickness. <laughs> oh, man. Do we have yeah. more clips? More clips of Biden being awful? We I don't know if I have Oh, we do have one of Hillary. Yeah, mm. I, can, I can go. To oh, that you one. have that one. You have that one, Tom. Yeah. Pull okay, on. bef before we get to Hillary, I, I used to wonder why they kept bringing him out in public. I was like, every time you do this, it's bad for you. Why are you doing this? But now Hillary I think it's in just public? No, Biden. I wouldn't now bring I her think, in public either. I wouldn't bring her in public either. But <laughs> now I think it's a power play. I really do. I think they're like, we're just going to rub it in they're your dumping face. Him. Yeah. Yeah, they're dumping them in your face. Mm -hmm. Yep. Proceed. No, sorry, Abby, go ahead. Oh, thank you. Just, now I we have your excited. permission, no. Abby. We can go on. I, yeah, I was letting PJ know he could. <laughs> no, Tom's, Tom's only had the Hillary thing pulled up. I remember as a <clears throat> young student. She was never young. That's a lie. Out. <laughs> Basically, um, drawn in by Hitler. How did that happen? I'd watch newsreels and I'd see this guy standing up there ranting and raving and people shouting and raising their arms. I thought, what happened to these people? Why did they believe them? We had a rally in Ohio the other night. Trump is there ranting and raving for uh, more than an hour, and you have these rows of young men with their arms raised. Oh, so my gosh. gosh so, so they're in with their arms raised. <laughs> Just pause it on her doing the sig how. You know, uh, what, what's <laughs> well, more shocking to me which is what that is. A bunch of right. guys in a line in a pew almost, almost like it's a church, almost like they're raising their hands to do a prayer. I was going to say, then, by her logic, every single worship team has got the whole co congregation to do Sig Heil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's, what's more shocking to me isn't what Hitler did. It's that whoever her stylist is letting her out of the house dressed like Steven Seagal. <laughs> Still yeah, better looking, than... She's looking more yeah, and more that's like an the insult, uh, though, to Steven Seagal. Like I grew up with Steven Seagal movies and he was a badass. That's yeah. She's it, ruining his legacy though. Doesn't that make you mad? Yeah. Like under siege was just underrated. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it, still better than Jill Biden though. We've never seen, and I haven't seen a full one of these, so I don't know like the event. Does she walk out in front of the crowd or does she like, does the kid, does the, uh, you know, the, the thing lift up and then she's already seated because I don't see her ever being mobile. We just see her seated, like talking and she doesn't move a lot. I think she just portals in from her vacation spot in hell. <laughs> seated at the right hand of Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> but that was another, that was another theory too, right? That she had a, like a double, double ganger, double, double. Uh, oh, I double think they all do. Is, 
Is that well, a, yeah, is side that of a, beef has, has at least one. Because remember that when she got hooked into the back of the van on 9-11 a couple of years back, she had like a double who was out like within 40 minutes in front of a tower in New York saying like, oh, look at me, I'm Hillary, come take a picture. And it like mm-hmm. wasn't her. And it was pretty obvious. And then they whisked her away. Yeah. Hmm. I think they all do. Like, I don't even think that's a crazy conspiracy theory. Like, I, I feel like it'd be weirder if like politicians or presidents, at least not that she's ever going to be that don't actually have body doubles. You know, it's like every time they pull Biden out and he's got different ears and different nose and different yeah, forehead. That's, <laughs> that's really weird. Like I, I have, I have heard from people that used to do um, secret service that have said that that's, it's not a thing, but it just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like when you make those comparisons, Biden for sure does not look like the same person. And they can say all they want. Oh, well, you age. Yeah, you age, but the shape of your ears doesn't change. You know, well, your, especially your not back and forth. Change. It's, it's great. Yeah, it's 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 wild. <laughs> I want to show you one more thing here before we move on. This movie, just because we're talking about it, this movie called Vantage Point. I don't know if anyone has seen That's it. That's what I was about to bring up, it. Tom. Yeah. This movie, they they talk about how like, oh, is the president there? No, it's a credible enough threat. We have a double. And it's like, they say it in passing and it's part of the plot and it's a no brainer, it's a given. So yeah. it's an odd thing that now like a decade and a half later, they're like, no, we would never do that. Even though they want you to also be subconsciously kind of deluded and have like be okay with that. You're desensitized to it. When you see there's a double, you go, well, that makes sense. Why wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. It's it to me. It's kind of like how this year or last year when the Beijing Olymp- Olympics happened. Even on uh, CNN and Fox News, they're like, "Yeah, we're worried about the Chinese using their weather machines to affect the Olympics." And then they're like, "Well, people that think there's weather modification are crazy nutbags." Like you said it. You Wait. you, yeah. you <laughs> said it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Did you? Uh, sorry. Did you have anything else on uh, Hillary? Or I think that's all. So I guess the point I wanted to get to with all this stuff that I was making uh, before Frankie had to jump in here late and just ruin the whole. Gosh. Come on. <laughs> I love Frankie. We're good friends. I, I, I miss Frankie. Though, we can at least say, PJ. Um, every time that we have done a podcast together, I was always on time, and it was our other great friend that was. It was always, always Daryl. It was. This always is the, yeah. It was always Daryl showing up an hour late. I. This is yeah. this. This is legit the first time that I have been late. You know, it's because he's I'll not. just say it. Daryl sounds like a guy that would be late. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's because he's he's on that colored people time. <laughs> yeah, I just guessed. I guess yeah. it's legit a thing. It is legit a thing. Yeah, but, I guess I should just pronounce it Darrell, and then you guys would be you would know for sure. But uh, yeah, you just had you just had to fill yeah. his shoes. So I get it. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he's watching. I hope he's watching. I really do too. Yeah. <laughs> this this comment from from the Hillary conversation. Well done. Same lizard, different suit. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, referring to like body doubles and the president for sure. Why? Yeah. Why Joe Biden's ears don't look the same? Cause the, the mask didn't fit right that day. Yeah, <laughs> they had to throw <laughs> someone else in. The regular guy got sick. Backup had to come in. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, like All it's right. crazy to think that there's only one mascot suit for like a high school. Like they got to have a couple mm-hmm. just in case one gets puked on or whatever. They have to have multiple events maybe on a Friday night, one away mm-hmm. and one home. So they have multiple mm-hmm. mascots. Why wouldn't you think they'd have multiple, you know, presidents, so to speak, in the can ready to go? And then have a, you know, a little bit of a, a video layover. So that video you saw of Joe Biden the other day talking about whatever. <laughs> I would bet you it's it may have been like Joe Biden's voice clips. And then they mm-hmm. can just create a video out of AI. Why wouldn't they? I mean, the, the fact that there's apps right on TikTok and Instagram that you can do that, well, who's to say that there isn't a very highly advanced version of that for this specifically? Like, I, I, have, a, I have a theory that anything that actually happens, 
actually comes out in Hollywood years later to kind of desensitize us to think, yeah. oh, yeah, it, it happens mm-hmm. in movies. Predictive programming. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. way you're not really thinking about it. So you're like, oh, it's just in a movie. It's not it's not a real thing. Like, I for sure think all of these things are possible. Um, and I think it's crazy time, that you would if think. If you see it in a movie, you're also going to think, oh, I've seen that. That's not foreign. Yeah. I, it's crazy. It's I think it's crazy that you would think that just because there was like 15 movies of the Twin Towers getting hit by planes in the 90s that that was predictive programming, Frankie. Come on. <laughs> so weird. Why would you think that? Oh my Not God. to mention they also <laughs> had, had multiple had attempts on the World Trade Center. Yeah, I had a conversation about 9-11 this morning. It's, but it was a failure of imagination. We, we could not have possibly imagined that someone oh. would want to run a plane into a building. <laughs> that had to have been the worst possible excuse. <laughs> But anyway, so because <laughs> we, we could get off on conspiracy theories and Frank's not here. So it's going to turn into conspiracy pill all over again. I will be Frank. My name is Frank. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Frank is here. Frank uh, is we're here. just. Yes. We are they. They. <laughs> is that the pronouns? Frank, is it, is it yeah. a they them thing? So there's, there's Frank and then Frankie because I'm like the addition, right? Like I'm like I'm like the addition and like total recall of like a little baby sticking out of the belly. Like that's me. And so you're like the the second politician growing out of uh, John Fetterman's John neck. <laughs> well done. Oh my god. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Frankie Rodriguez is a tumor on Let's Be Frank. Confirmed. <laughs> you guys heard it here first. I would argue like, at this point that isn't Frank that a is line too? He's like, it's yeah. not a tumor. <laughs> it's not a tumor. How is that man a serious candidate, Frankie? You work in politics. How is he successful? Well, have you not, seen- I think honestly, they're trying to go for like the guilt trip thing. Like, yeah, he must be a nice guy because he can't do anything for himself. And they feel bad, right? Like, I, I, I for sure don't want to make fun of the guy, right? Like, mm-hmm. he like had a stroke and everything. It's, it's commendable that he's going for this, but it's, it's so obvious. Like, he's not a serious contender. They just didn't have anyone else. I think they're legitimately just playing that he's a. He's a sweet guy. Let's give it to him because he obviously has some problems. Um, and they're, 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 they're just trying to play that card. They have nothing else. They have nothing else. Don't you think it's kind of like, malicious, though? I know you say it's commendable, but isn't it malicious if he knows he's not the best person they could offer and he knows that he's not going to mm-hmm. do a great job for the people and he's going to take that spot anyway? Doesn't that have an opportunity oh, yeah. cost of they could have a better outcome and he's taking that from them? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, in his in his – mind right he might think that he's doing something good like he might legitimately think he has a chance um but everyone else that's pushing him into this because you know it couldn't have been his his idea Mm -hmm. you know he didn't wake up one morning and said you know what i'm gonna run and i'm gonna do a great job at this someone someone groomed him into this position and said hey we'll put you here we'll back you we'll give you the money we'll do whatever we got to do but you're gonna tell me of all the people running he was the one that everybody voted for He's, no, no, I don't he believe that. He was the top contender. Like, there's no way he was placed there. He was yes. placed there because they think they could they could take advantage of of his condition. I I, I, I gotta say, I kind of I kind of agree with Frankie in one sense because like I don't I don't agree with all of the I feel bad for Joe Biden because this is senior abuse stuff because this is a guy, this is a career politician whose whole life was put was around trying to gain power. This you know malicious pedophilic jackass that is running the country right now. Like, I just I have a hard time feeling. Oh, PJ. Are we there? 
Yeah, if you speak, you speak ill of Joe Biden again, you're going to freeze out for longer. <laughs> Dude, this keeps happening to me. Every time I bring up a sensitive subject on any podcast I've been on in the last two weeks, it freezes. You say that P word and it starts to freeze up. FBI you. has got my number. You know what? Waffle Salter's got a great idea. He says, just time to drink again. Thank you, Waffle Salter. So what I was trying to say, <laughs> let's see if I can get it this time, is that I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to the feel bad for Joe Biden because it's elder abuse because it's what he wanted. This is mm-hmm. a malicious old pedophile that's getting his way, and mm-hmm. sure he's just a rubber stamp being run by other people. But this is this like that's what he chose. Like with John Fetterman, I don't like the guy, but it's like the guy's not all there. It's really hard to say like like him continuing it. Like I'm not even sure he knows what he's doing on any given day. But that's the case of Biden. He's also not all there and he doesn't know yeah. what's going on on the day-to-day basis and people are pushing him through and it's the same right. thing. I mean, it is I don't care if the guy's 50 or 70 or 90 if he's mentally incompetent mm-hmm. and right. he's being taken advantage of while he thinks he's taking advantage of the people. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not cool with him no matter what. I don't care if he's had a stroke or if he's had two aneurysms or if he's a pedophile or if he's been raised by groomers. I mean, yeah. I, I hear you. You're making good points. Still not a good guy. Like, good, still not a good guy. No, I, that's what I was saying is I agree with both of you. I don't think he's a good mm-hmm. guy. I don't think like, I think he has I can't believe Frankie loves down. John Fetterman. I can't believe that Frankie <laughs> loves John Fetterman, everyone. <laughs> I told you, I got a thing for the tumor. Just... It's, it's, it's just a thing. Oh. <laughs> oh. One tumor to another. <laughs> But why would they pick him? You you said so that they can manipulate him? Because he's I a rubber stamp idiot. Highly, highly, yeah, he's highly easy, easy to manipulate. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're he's, manipulating he's, someone who had a mind of a child before he had a stroke. And that's like, before I'm sorry, that's mind the of a child grew out of his neck. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Like if you if you take someone, right? If you take someone who's not quite all there. And you tell him, hey, we're going to give you this power. We're going to back you financially. Mm. Who's A person right. in that state of mind, who's going to say no? Who's going to say no? Of like, course, hey, hopefully okay, you, hopefully we'll you would think like their caregiver. If do, their yeah, handler. if you do whatever we want, we'll, we'll pay you. But their, care, they, their handlers have every reason to want him there because he, he's just going to do whatever they tell him to. It's the exact same excuse with Joe Biden. This yeah. guy is not all there. He's not going to – he's just going to be like, hey, let's put some something on the desk in front of you. Sign it. That's all you're there for. That's literally exactly. what Joe Biden's there for. That's what jo- John Fetterman's going to be there for. They're just puppets. Is it possible that John Fetterman sees what Joe Biden is getting away with? the whole dementia thing that it is working for him as an excuse, even if it's organic. Mm. And so then maybe Fetterman's pulling a, a, you know, Johnny Knoxville ringer situation where he just is pretending to be Jeffy. Like maybe he's not actually inept, but if he pretends to be, he can get away with being a, a shithead. To, to that point, I don't understand if he has all of these handlers who have all of this control over him, why he wouldn't be in suits. Like surely they could dress him up and make him a little bit more palatable, but instead he's incredibly gross. But isn't that the whole point of the hoodie was like the, it came out that he was wearing the hoodies to disguise the fact that he had a baby head sized tumor on the back of his neck? He's quasi yeah. he He's yeah, always in scarves or something, right? Is what was going yeah. on. The yeah. The tumor thing was like a leak. It was like something you weren't supposed to know. There was a picture of where his hoodie was down just far enough no, that you could see the tumor. PJ, they couldn't get it to leak. And that's why it continues to grow. They try to pop it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They tried Tom. to lance that sucker, but yeah, just didn't. You can't lance it no matter what they try. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know that show, that awful, terrible show? I don't even remember if it's on like TLC or something. They're always like popping people's. Like, Pimple popper. 
Is that yeah. Called? And yeah. these things are like the size of like jawbreakers, and you're like, what is what is this? And then I have to tune this part thing, out because otherwise I'm just grossed out. <laughs> the only reason <laughs> over here, just not pay attention. To Frankie's point, let's just pull up some this. videos of pimple popper and just make everybody leave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The only reason I know about this, every time I go to visit my mom, she's on Facebook, Mija, look at this. And I'm like, mom, I don't want to see that. And she's like, just watch it. And it's like, <laughs> like, just, oh, just, oh yeah. like, yeah. Oh. That's, that's yeah, my done. sister. She's always showing me the pimple popper Wait, that, show. That would be a kind of a fun like segment though. If we did like the audio clips from either a doctor, a pimple popper video or Joe Biden meeting with a religious leader. We could just have the audio from each, and it'll just be like, which one is it? Like, oh, was, that? was that Joe, or was that Joe with there? Was that Joe with the Pope, or was that a pimple? And then we find out. Thank you. Uh, is that Her- Herculean? It's Fetter y'all. Woman. It's Fetter Woman. He says, "Thank you for the super chat." Thanks. Yeah. So, as anyway. if the scream isn't already enough off the rails, we got to keep drinking. <laughs> So I think I think it's finally time that I get to the story that I tried to bring up a half hour ago. So <laughs> no, PJ. Yeah, the segues the segues totally ruined, but I'll try to bring it back. So what I was just, trying just do it again, to, just do it again, just do it again. Yeah, we'll just, just do, do the segue. We'll again. just pretend. Yeah. 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 So what I was saying is, it's easy to make fun of Biden and Fetter Woman as you know, just useless idiots who are just out there being demented and and brain dead and whatever. But the problem is that their rhetoric and the things that they're doing actually are affecting our society. And their, their, their follower base is becoming more and more violent. We saw that I think in, in spades this week with uh, the um, killer is a killer Ellingson, 18 year old who was ran down in the streets by uh, someone who, as CNN reported, they were just having a political argument. It got a little bit out of hand. They didn't say that it was a Democrat who actually ran over a Republican kid who was 18 because uh, he, like, he literally followed him around. This kid had time to call his mom and say, hey, do you know this car that's following me? Do you know who this person is? This, this car keeps following me. The guy followed him through the streets because they had an argument in public about politics. And then when he ran him over, he called the police on himself and to, to basically say like, hey, I got one of those mega Republicans. Um, he didn't think he did anything wrong. If you actually watch the videos of this guy, he's like, I don't get why I'm being arrested. And what he said to the judge, this is the quote. I have a job, a life and a house and things I don't want to see go by the wayside. Family that are very important to me. And he was actually let off on bail. So That's he thinks unreal. he thinks in his mind he's doing the regime a favor. And the regime seems to think he's not wrong because they let him off on bail because, hey, guess this guy had a life. Kaylor Ellingson doesn't have a life anymore. Mm-hmm. But this guy has a life he has to get back to. And family that he cares about. Yeah, family. I, I that he don't want to make about. light of it at all, but I want to just have like a quick aside and just say, I do want to know what was said that got a 41-year-old so mad. Like what was the chirp that an 18-year-old <laughs> threw at a 41-year-old in an alley that got under the skin of a 41-year-old man that got him in his car to then drive over and kill an 18-year-old? Like I want to know what was said because – I got to put that one away to use just in case, you know, <laughs> must've been a good one. I want to yeah, know what it is so there. I can tweet it out. Yeah. yeah like, whatever exactly. he said, he got him, whatever he said was so good. It got him killed. So I want to know like, whatever he said, it was probably pretty good. And yeah. honestly, yeah. It, it probably could have been anything. I mean, how many times do we get attacked on Twitter just for saying yeah. something common sense, common sense things. <clears throat> well, yeah. He could have just yelled out, there are two genders, or like all lives mm-hmm. matter. And the guy could have just ran yeah. down. Oh, absolutely. When I post about this story on Twitter yesterday, this morning I got a, a, a couple of tweets from people, like responses to what I said, basically saying, hey, this kid was killed. This is awful. 
Um, and people are like, good, I'm glad he's dead. You should be dead too. Stuff like that. So it, it doesn't take anything. It literally just takes saying, hey, isn't this sad that a 41-year-old drunk piece of shit ran over an 18-year-old kid for a political argument? And they're like, yeah, actually, that's a good thing and you should be dead too. So this is like a growing thing. Like I said this before about the whole like mega Republican term. It's such a Biden thing to say like, who says that? And now everybody's saying that. Like this guy used it in his argument. Uh, another mm -hmm. video I'm going to play in a second. Like Nancy it sounds like a... Yeah. yeah, it sounds like a doddering old man thing to be like, oh, those MAGA Republicans, those mega Republicans. Like, mm -hmm. that's not even a term that was used before that bathed in blood red, uh, you know. Yeah, we, we go by ultra MAGA, just in case anyone exactly. was curious. Like, it's yeah. not. How much did I get cut off? Not much. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's I don't know what's going on, man. So but this is what I was. I got to stop oh, okay. attacking Joe Hitler Biden. Uh, go ahead. This is one of the stories I was referencing earlier where usually when something happens, we have, we see a lot of energy on Twitter against it. We see a lot of like people behind it. And in this one and the, the pro-life guy who, who got raided by the FBI, I, I just felt like there wasn't, it's almost like the conservative crowd is like, yep, this is the world we live in now. We're not even going to yell about it anymore, which is sad. But that's that's where we've gotten to is that the violence from the left is so normalized that when you bring it up to people on the left, and I've seen this on Twitter today, they're like, oh, we're not violent. Remember that one girl, like, remember January 6th? They're going to keep going, January 6th, you know when like a, a little old lady walked around the Capitol after the police let her in? Like, that is the worst thing ever. And when you bring up, oh, you remember uh, remember 2017 after Trump got inaugurated and you guys like burnt down half of Washington, D.C., or the time you took over a whole city block in Seattle, or the time you burnt down Kenosha, or the time you burnt down Philadelphia, and you just go on and on and on. And you could like name like the, the people, mm -hmm. the lives taken, the police officers killed. And they're like, well, the left isn't violent. Like, th like that's where we're at. It's, it's just crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, Kaylor Ellingson was, is so like, I don't, I don't want to sit here and reduce this to like, this should have been a political martyr, but he should have been a political martyr. Like if a young kid had to die, we, we should have mobilized around it and done something with it and made it mean something. But instead it's like, whatever. It, it's weird. Cause there's like a certain, like, I don't want to stop talking about it. I think this is a huge no. story. Mm -hmm. And obviously you expect the left wing media to not give a shit about it, but it seems like even on the right, it's kind of like barely people are just kind of giving up. Yeah. It's really sad. It's really pathetic, actually. And that's when you know it'll start to happen more. Like, it's when there isn't that full mobilization behind it where those FBI raids and these types of killings are going to become normal. It's yeah, I wonder if it's I wonder if it's becoming accepted or if it's becoming um, just that people are being becoming more aware of right. what the left is willing to do. Because if they've been willing to run over a kid for a long time, if you go and look at the, mm -hmm. the Facebook groups of people complaining about where the bus stop is in front of their house, there's people that will get the, you know their Facebook ruined or thrown off because they'll say, like, I just wish the bus would run them over. So these people are not loving of children. They don't mm -hmm. really care, um, obviously. Uh, but to the point of you know whether or not they're always willing to do this or if it's just a new thing we have to accept, I think people are just aware of it now. I think you're going to have parents mm -hmm. who tell their kids, you can't go out to the fireworks and be out alone. You have to be with five friends or whomever. Mm -hmm. Someone has to be there to pick you up. It's going to be a little bit more secure because we know that there's insane people. And instead of thinking of them just as being vagrants or homeless or addicts, it's going to be, hey, you have violent political extremists who will attack you just for being you know, in a group without diversity or yeah. someone in a wheelchair. Are, are conservatives going to be the, the parents who have to give their kids the talk now? 
I mean, that's what you're saying. Don't you already? Don't you already? No, for sure. Of hey, course I do. But you can't tell the people that you believe in this and this and that, or that you don't, you know, don't believe in these things because they will attack you and they know where you live. Yeah. Also, I just want to say really quickly, thank you, Ripcord, for the uh, super yeah, chat. Yeah, thank Appreciate you. It. That was really great. And people are, it has a chilling effect on speech. People are really afraid to admit they're conservative. This, there's a, I've been careful. I'm careful when I'm in situations where it's just not worth it to me to have a fight. Um, so when I like go to the doctor, I'm not, I'm not talking about politics while I'm at the doctor's office. I'm just not going to do it. There's no point. Um, but I see a chiropractor regularly and, um, I, I came in for my appointment and he would, I guess I came in really quiet and he was talking pretty loudly with, with a black lady and they were talking about immigration and I could tell they were both super conservative. And then they came out and he saw me and I watched him like gulp, like, cause he was just terrified that I had heard. He was like, I didn't hear you come in. And I just like smile. I like, should have been like, yeah, like all those millions of illegals. <laughs> <in the country>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. I'm holding on to it. I'm it was so it good. Later. It was so good. Get into the office like you're a Mexican. So, <laughs> so really quick, I want to say um, we have. PJ, <laughs> come you on. Don't, don't be bashful. Go ahead. <laughs> Are you embarrassed? All right, everybody, if you could like the stream, share the stream, grab a link in the description below, however you're watching, and then go to solo.2 slash last American pubcast. And PJ, I'm sure has one more thing to say. I didn't realize I cut out till after you guys were making fun of me because like it's just <laughs> like it looks fine on my end for a minute and then it like all crashes. But yeah, I was just gonna say we have 50 minutes left of this stream. At the last 10 minutes, we got last call. So get in your super chats, ask Frankie some questions, um, ask her about her transition, whatever you guys want to ask her. Uh, and please uh, share this with a friend. So that's the, I don't know. I it got all messed up, so I didn't hear everything Tom said, but he probably gave the spiel. So yeah, you know, um, you know what's you know what's really bad. I've had so many people when I when I speak truth on the whole transgender thing so many people come out oh you're a tranny you're this and this like they're gonna take that out of context now pj it's gonna be all over they're gonna be like it's real frankie's a tranny <laughs> well, we like, knew this okay. whole time in my defense but... frankie i don't know how anyone <laughs> could look at you and think you're a tranny so i i didn't think I it was no like idea. an issue <laughs> Like I sound like I still sound like I tried I tried it like you know like when I do my episodes I try to sound like very like I try to like not you, do, you do the, the shoulder pads businesswoman thing really yeah, well. Yeah, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to look grown. I'm trying to look grown in my episodes. But like yeah. in normal life, like I sound like I'm five. I look like I'm ten. Like I could still how, get into buffets half well, price. Like I'm I was like, going to say, no, how many men are four foot ten? Menu. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I'll have the chicken strips. <laughs> With the mac and cheese things. Like yeah, you guys might not be able to tell, but Frankie is like almost midget status, like in her height. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, when like really goes out to eat, they ask her so if she wants story. apple slices or french fries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true, true. Actually, I, I still get carded at the movies. I, this great. is true story, true story. Because so that like on, on Mondays and Tuesdays, it's like $5 nights. So before pre, pre-COVID, uh, BC, before COVID, um, I would go like every Monday. And it was just like my treat for myself. I'd go by myself. I'd get candy, popcorn, drinks, like everything. Because no one could judge me being a fat ass, right? And um, so I would go. And every single time they're like, yeah, we actually need to see your ID. You need to be with someone over 18 because the movie's rated R. And I'm like, I'm about to go buy a beer. What are you talking about? And they, they would card me every single time. Every single time they'd card me. But it's yeah, better the, that, the though, midget- than them telling you you look super old. 
Yeah, I'm like now. I'm like it's it's fine. Yeah, it's you, fine. you don't want but, the day where you walk in with your your ID ready and they're like, we don't need that. Are you yeah, kidding? Like, like, or they would offer you, you like things? your bag. Like, oh ma'am, can we get that for you? Do you want help with your luggage? Like, what? I'm like, no. <laughs> I get offered help all the time at stores. I don't understand. Abby, <laughs> we, we gotta have a talk. It's about that time for you to start thinking about the farm that you'd be uncomfortable on. Somebody probably should carry Frankie's bags, though, because they're probably bigger than she is. She travels a lot, so she's probably got all of her stuff in a, a, one of those roll-out luggage, and it's like she's got the handle way up here. She's dragging it to the airport. Every time I go to the grocery store, I have to ask someone to help me get my half and half. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. Maybe you should just go for the quarter and quarter. They're all on the same shelf. You know what make you look older and help with that situation is if you got those T-Rex arms that they're always talking about on the old person infomercial where you like you grab the stuff off that. the shelf. Yeah. I need that. I need that. <laughs> That's what you need. Yeah. <laughs> so um <laughs> Well, while we have that, can we I I, I don't know how we're gonna like wedge this in somewhere, so I'll just do that now, I suppose. We have, uh, unless you have something better, we have the sheriff who wants to deputize tens of thousands of people to keep their guns just in case things go crazy uh, and the government threatens to take them all away, as they have been, right? Joe Biden said he's done it once and he'll do it again um, in passing the automatic weapons ban, the assault weapons ban. That's what Joe Biden had been talking about. So let me know if you guys have seen this. um, And I don't recall, we have his name. You'll find it though. He says it. Do you see sheriffs as the last line of defense uh, if the federal government did look for ways to massively confiscate firearms? I do. And I would go back to what I said two years ago was well, uh, well publicized. A sheriff such as myself, and I'm speaking only for myself, not for other sheriffs. As I said two years ago in Richmond and repeated it over and over, if the Supreme Court has already ruled that weapons in common use and AR-15, high cap mags and so on should be allowed. Okay, we have that ruling, we have a constitution that says what it does. So that said, as a sheriff, I have the ability to decide whether there's a line there being crossed. But unlike other sheriffs across the nation, when they weighed into that argument a couple of years ago saying, well, I won't say what I'll do, but I, I won't allow an unconstitutional law to be enforced. I've never said that and often got confused with other sheriffs who did. That's not my approach. My approach is much more simplistic and I'm gonna use the office of sheriff, the power I do have without arguing over a bill or law that's being passed. Here we go. I have the ability to swear in citizens as deputy sheriffs. I have no limit on the number. I don't have a limit to my county borders. And as I told them in Richmond, and I mean it today, just as well if Congress chooses to go down that road, I will swear in tens of thousands of citizens as deputy sheriffs, provided they have their own weapons and be on call and available to me for service. And they will be allowed to keep those AR-15s, high capacity magazines, and whatever else it is, generally speaking, that's being talked about through all the the chatter and, and rhetoric. So how about that? Based. Yes. Based. That's a real man. That's a real man right there. Mm-hmm. I thought that was nice. If, if you needed anything to pick you up, you can look forward to, you know, the tens of thousands of potential uh, deputized individuals, the civilians <clears throat> who just want to keep their rifles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think I think that's one thing about uh, the conservative side of of the aisle is there's definitely a better understanding of history uh, mm-hmm. on our side than on the left. And you've got people who are not just going to go quietly into the night. They're going to actually do things, fight back, find different ways to fight back. That's one of the most hopeful thing I've seen, like especially, and I want to get into the, this reminds me of the Ron DeSantis case and I want to get into that next, but it's just like with Ron DeSantis, like he's finding new ways to fight against the left instead of continually going like, this is, this is the bubble they paint us into. This is the way that we're allowed to fight back according to the rules the left created. We're finding ways to actually be effective and fight back in other ways. So it, it, that t- story to me is hopeful. Isn't that interesting too, PJ, how they, like, if you want to look at the they, the powers that be, they have to sabotage our movements because they're organic, because we see things for what they are, because we understand history. We want to counteract the negativity of the day. And then they have to, at the same time, prop up their own because they're, you know, they're, if we are grassroots, they are AstroTurf. They need to prop up their BLM. They need to prop up Antifa. They need to create the, uh, the counterinsurgency against Donald Trump because it's inorganic, because the hate isn't there. And then when we have a pro-America movement, like you see on January 6th, they have to trigger it into some kind of a a trap. Otherwise, it just looks like we're on the right. Yeah, Yeah. I think we missed a super chat earlier as well. So thank you, stay at home, dad. But then also thank you to Red Pill Fight Club. I. Yeah, Yeah, so Red Pill Fight, well, we'll get to it in the super chat section. So yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, we'll cover that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, so to that point, then I just I'll share this. Then we yeah. had uh, this pulled up, or I had it pulled up. The DOJ dropping a bomb, I guess, says the Gateway pundit, maybe a little hyperbolic there, admitting that federal government agents were run as informants inside the Oath Keepers organization, and particularly on January sixth, mm-hmm. they say they sprung this on the January sixth attorneys less than one week before their respective trials, mm-hmm. and so the story basically says. The uh, FBI, after being prodded and, and poked around and asked, and they denied and denied and denied, the DOJ has now admitted, yeah, we did have some informants, and they were in particular working with the Oath Keepers. So that's kind of the big takeaway there. It's not a surprise, but that is the the new revelation, if you will. Do, do you see this, Tom? This is my this is my shocked face. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. incredible. I, I thought it was coloring coloring you shocked. Yeah. Yeah. No, like. This is the, what's so funny to me is like the left thinks they're so clever certain times. And it's like, I don't think anybody looked at the Oath Keepers and was like, oh my gosh, this is actually a right wing extremist group that's not totally FBI ran and stuff like that. It just seemed like, remember the the whole, because w- w- it was them, right? That was the the Idaho gay parade thing where they were going to infiltrate it no. and they ran the U-Haul. Or am I, I thinking of the wrong so, one? So I want to make sure that we are not – yeah, because you have the Proud Boys. Then you have no, the – No, not the Oath Proud Ke- Boys. I know, no, no. I know. We have Proud Boys. You have Oath Keepers. And then you have this new one called Patriot Front, oh. which is what you're referring to, which okay. is the total front, which is – I mean, they have yes. to name it what it is. Never so mind. it's the front of not real patriots. It's fronting as being patriots. The Oath Keepers were hired. The Proud Boys, in part, were hired as security for the people who were helping to put on the event. And it's so it's odd to see them get tricked into entering okay. the Capitol grounds because the informants were the ones telling them, you need to come in, you need to help us. And by going in to help the situation, they're now guilty. So they got duped, looped in, tricked and, and pulled into the situation where they otherwise wouldn't be so that the FBI could point to them and say, oh, look, it was these Oath Keepers. They had a plan. It was a conspiracy. In reality, it was an FBI guy saying, hey, look over here. Come on this way. Thanks for clearing that up because for some reason in my mind, I was literally thinking Patriot Front, and I was like, don't don't we all know that they're an FBI group? Okay, thank you for clearing that (laughs) up. They're not. How dare you? Frankie actually knows like three of those guys. (laughs) 
No, it would be Abby. Abby's part of the FBI. I'm just really mad that they haven't invited me to march with them yet, but they only want men. <laughs> like, we have khakis. We could, yeah. No, but exactly. Like- <laughs> I look good in khakis. Still they the probably, shock face. They probably just go to Target and just recruit at Target. And they're like, hey, you want to make an <laughs> bucks? Just No. Have you seen the people that work at Target? They're all Kool-Aid head morons. They would that's, never, why they, they would, that's why they recruit there, yeah. Yeah, but they wouldn't be caught dead wearing like a fake patriotic thing. They're like, ew, no, that's got red, white, and blue on it. No, but listen, for 20 bucks, they'll be like, okay, yeah, I'll switch. Oh, of course. That's true. Yeah. All I have to do is promise them some Target knickknacks. That'll add up to like $150 in no time. Here's a, here's a Starbucks card. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many conservatives you're going to find at Target. I, I'm not sure as far as men go. Like, I don't think uh, I don't think a straight man has ever shopped at Target unless he was dragged there by his wife. Uh, but, <laughs> Tom is looking around. <laughs> is it just me wait, that hates wait, Target? Wait. Just to... Just to throw that in, you guys have seen the husbands of Target or something yes. like that? <laughs> yeah. The commiseration yes. of knowing what happens when your wife goes to Target. Yeah. Is no, they, but like the shocked face thing still stands for this because like we all knew there was infiltration on January 6th. Like mm-hmm. how many times did we see, was it Ray Epps or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like going out and pushing these people. And the only person who's not arrested, who's not in front of all these indictments is the guy who is literally causing and inciting the right? quote unquote insurrection. Mm-hmm. He was the one that the night before saying we need to go into the Capitol and everyone right. else is saying, no, he's the one caught on video whispering into people's ears right before they charge in. And the only they one, all, the bad, only bad, one bad. not, the only one not investigated. All right. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah it was pretty obvious from the outset. Like, I think like people are finding the pillow guy, but this guy isn't being investigated. All right. Well, Mike Lindell is dangerous. That's for sure. He's a dangerous man. Mike Lindell. Is and that's dangerous. why you should shop at Target and not my pillow. And that's why this is queued up. We're not going to watch the whole thing. But this is what you're referring to. I think husbands of Target. Oh, this is super good. You know, I mean, we're not a boys club or a social club. We're just a group of husbands collectively waiting for our wives um, in the Target parking lot. <laughs> this goes to my point. If you actually go into Target, oh boy, not a man. Hours and hours getting in the car. I thought it'd be a good idea one time to go in with the wife. Thought I could maybe scout out some camping gear, or something like that. Just ended up holding her purse. Eventually, I just started returning the cards just to stay busy, get a little exercise. And then the Target management noticed, and they offered me a job. They said I could work whenever my wife was shopping. Last week, I clocked twelve hours. Between 2015 and 2018, I actually completed my doctorate online while waiting for my wife. Yeah. Then one day, everything changed. I'm sitting in the car. It's been 63 minutes. I'm furious. And then there's this knock on the window. Hey. Heartwarming. Got some new jerky. You want You want to try some? Charlie's beef jerky. My yeah. Man. That was Having honestly the start of our friendship. That's you know, it didn't happen all at once. Honestly, I don't remember how it started. Penn came along, and then this Miles guy started parking closer to us, and then eventually, like, the group was just formed. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Thank you for reminding Truly, me. truly heartwarming. <clears throat> it's um, beautiful. Yeah, so, go ahead, oh, Abby. I was going to say, I have a story if you're ready for it, but if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So this is the Daily Wire announced this week that they were exposing uh, Vanderbilt Hospital. Uh, this was headed up by Matt Walsh. So this is a this is a hospital in Nashville. Uh, Matt Walsh tweeted 
my team and I have been investigating the transgender clinic at Vanderbilt here in Nashville. Vanderbilt drugs chemically castrates and performs double mastectomies on minors, but it gets worse. Here is what we found. Let's start at the beginning. I'm not going to do all of this, but he has a video here that's from a lecture series that, that his team dug up on Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt's website. So I'm going to... You got to turn the audio on, Abby. Oh, no. I'm going to share the tab on the bottom left before you click which one. You have to do share audio. Uh, yep. just, okay. just remove it and the then audio. start it again. And while you're doing that, we'll just say, though they don't sound very nice over at Vanderbilt. They yeah. don't sound like they have children's best interests at heart. It's the last thing on their mind. Yeah, there's there's one motivator, and it's mana. It's it's money. It's that's mm -hmm. all that they that's all that they care about. There it is. Okay. All right, you guys ready? Affordable Care Act insurance cover carriers are mandated to cover medical expenses for trans folks. Um, some of our UMC financial folks in 20, in August of twenty I'm sorry October of twenty sixteen starting a couple years ago put down some costs of how much money we think each patient would bring in. And this is only including top surgery. This doesn't include any bottom surgery. And um, it's a lot of money. These surgeries make a lot of money. Um, so female to male chest reconstruction can bring in $40,000. A patient just on routine hormone treatment, who I'm only seeing a few times a year, can bring in several thousand dollars that requires a lot of visits and labs. It actually makes money for the hospital. Now these are not from the internet, um, but it's from uh, the Philadelphia Center for Transgender Surgery, which has um, does a lot of um, surgery for patients. And I just want to give you an idea of how much these bottom surgeries are making. And this is, I think this has to be an underestimate. Uh, this is for a vaginoplasty. They're saying they're quoting roughly around $20,000 for a vaginoplasty, but that doesn't include your hospital stay. That doesn't include your post-op visits. That doesn't include, um, your anesthesia, your OR. So I would think that this has to be a gross underestimate. I think that's just like the surgeon's uh, piece of it, which anybody who's ever been in the hospital knows that that's like 10% of it. Uh, and then the female to male bottom surgeries, these are huge money makers. Again, I think this has to be an underestimate that they're quoting. Yeah, can you pause there, Abby? That's that's the whole speech. Is just these are huge money makers. We can keep these people in the hospital forever. We can create perpetual uh, customers, essentially. Right? It's it's all about money. These people. She says it's female all. to male reconstruct reconstruction chest reconstruction. There's no reconstruction happening. You're you're mutilating. It's just construction. <laughs> Destruction. Yeah. 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 It's um it's so a controlled demolition of two towers, if you will. <laughs> Indeed. So <laughs> we've got creating a chest of ground zero. <laughs> After Matt's team broke this story, immediately Tennessee lawmakers got got involved. It's it's sad that that Matt had to do this, that that people didn't already know. Because I think everybody knows that this is happening everywhere. Like I know it's happening in my town. Like we all know it's happening everywhere. Why are lawmakers not already aware of this? But to their credit, they got on board. Um, this this article details through quite a few different, you know, representatives, senators, 
who are on board. Um, Republican governor of Tennessee, Governor Bill Lee, called for an investigation into the clinic for children, saying the pediatric transgender clinic at Vanderbilt University Medical Center raises serious moral, ethical, and legal concerns. We should not allow permanent life-altering decisions that hurt children or policies that suppress religious liberties for all, uh, all for the purpose of financial gain. We have to protect Tennessee children, and this warrants a thorough investigation. So we may well see in the next months, Tennessee being the first to, to outlaw this stuff for minors. Uh, and the last thing I wanted to share is Matt tweeted yesterday, hi, Republican 2022 candidates. We have gone ahead and made gender ideology, child mutilation, and child sexual indoctrination major national issues. They're also winning political issues. All you have to do is take the reins we're trying to hand you. Yeah, I mean, isn't that basically what Glenn Youngkin did? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's the whole thing. It was like, hey, here's the thing that everybody cares about. It's it's not that it's not that we want lower taxes. Sure, we want lower taxes. It's not what's motivating people. It's not that we want you know all these like arbitrary, stupid little things, these policy things. We actually care about the fact that children are being mutilated. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's it, a really easy. Yeah. Yeah. It it just goes back to no one on the left wants to talk about these things. This is why censorship is so important to them, because they know they know that what they're doing is not right. But they mm -hmm. know if the other side and the opposition of it is censored, no one is going to be having these discussions. And they, they are being had, but they're not being had in public. Right. Because mm -hmm. so many people are nervous to speak, to, to have these conversations with anyone because they don't know how crazy, how lunatic this person next to them is and if they're going to attack them. Right. And it's mm -hmm. it's. It's such a sad place where we are because one, like it goes back to accountability, right? If people were actually being arrested, if there were consequences for these violent crimes that are happening, people wouldn't be doing this. People wouldn't be running over innocent kids because mm -hmm. they oppose them politically. Like, mm -hmm. and, and then that goes on to the next issue. How emotionally damaged are you that as a 41 year old male, you could actually be triggered enough by an 18 year old kid to feel like the only option to, to fix the situation is to run him over, you know? And that's the whole purpose behind weakening men on the left. The, mm -hmm. the whole, yeah, men need to be more emotional, more this and more this, right? Like naturally, like we're, we're all human, right? Like women are emotional and men also have emotions, but men are stronger, men are more aggressive, men have more rage, right? Like that's your natural inclination. Like it's not a bad thing. That's how you're wired because you're strong, you're men. Right. So if you have these men that are emotionally weak, but they have all this rage, what do you think is mm -hmm. going to happen? Mm -hmm. It's going to be very violent on that side if you don't know how to control those emotions. Right. Mm -hmm. So they want you physically weak. They want you emotionally weak, you know, and, mm -hmm. and so there's there's a book that I'm reading right now and it's talking about the whole social concept of it. And how if you take, they did several studies on this, where you can have a situation where let's say someone is having a heart attack or it's, it's, like, a, it's like a planned incident, right? To, to test out how people react. And if the person was by themselves, naturally, they morally felt that, that, that duty to help this person, right? They, I mean, it was, it was like 80, 90%, they always helped. But the second you brought in two or three other people, and if someone else walked by and didn't do anything, they felt, oh, okay, well, mm. I guess it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do anything either. And That's they crazy. studied this over and over. 
And it was a psychological pattern that they found. Mm -hmm. If other people are not reacting and taking it seriously, they assume mm -hmm. they don't need to either. And then they continue and also assume, well, if they're not doing anything about it, the next person can handle it. I'm going to keep going because this is an inconvenience. And this, this is, is why like Twitter is all bots. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's the biggest pattern that I had noticed because with this whole transgender thing, <clears throat> we've been trying to speak on this for how long, right? Like this is why mm -hmm. so many people get triggered, but they don't know the truth. I've, I've, I've had, I've had arguments online and in person with people because they're like, you don't care about these kids. You don't care about this. Listen, you want to talk about caring. Do you want to talk about the, the, the puberty blockers and everything else that are actually chemically castrating these kids? Do you want to talk about the suicide rates that spike afterward? Do you want to talk about this? And they never want to talk about it. And the mm -hmm. ones that actually do listen are like, wow, I actually had no idea. Now I understand, you know, mm -hmm. and it's that yeah. whole concept of, you know, we have to have these conversations. <clears throat> we have to talk about these things because so many people are, are so afraid to step out and go against the status quo you know mm -hmm. like i'm like my my patience for like like i'm sure it's pj you've seen all of my posts lately my my patience lately for like cowardice is just it's 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 yeah. it's, it's gone it's, it's almost gone mm -hmm. like for all I, these I, people that are hey i'm actually against it but i don't want to like get involved no mm -hmm. if you don't get involved you're allowing these things to happen you're allowing these this 100 what if that was your kid that teachers were grooming and pedophiles were grooming, and now you've lost your kid because they put them on the on, on what's it called Lupron? I think Lupron. Lupron. Yeah. The chemical now castration lost, drug. Lupron. Yeah, like now you've lost your kid, right? They're now fertilized yeah. or, or, or um, they're they're infertile, right? They can't have mm -hmm. kids now. They they now they're even more depressed. Now they they feel worse. Now they commit suicide. Now you just lost your kid because you were too cowardice to stand up to mm -hmm. what you know is wrong. Yeah, it's so, so what Frankie was saying, like you're 100% you're right. Like there's, I also have a problem, not with just with cowardice, with people who are like, uh, can be willingly ignorant about things. Like we live in a technology age, we live in an information age where you could find mm -hmm. out anything you want. So like a lot of these issues when people are completely ignorant on them, it, there's, not a, there's not a good excuse anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but there's two well, points wait, I want to yeah, make. DJ, yeah, go just ahead. To, to, to piggyback on that, yeah. you live closer to Ann Arbor than I do, but we're both in Michigan. We don't right. know, but you and I would both probably bet a paycheck that Ann Arbor U of M Hospital has something just like Vanderbilt right yep. now for transgender kids. We don't know. Right. It's not public common knowledge. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that even in the information age, we all have access to and it's at the tip of our fingers. We can just Google it and pull it up, but we also know it's happening. So right. that is kind of what I think I take from what Frankie's saying. Like yeah. that these conversations need to be had so that it is mm -hmm. commonplace, so that we we do know it is right there at your fingertips, and then you can show normal people. And it's not you're a conspiracy theorist pulling mm -hmm. up you know, these tertiary links to Infowars. You can be pulling up something from CBS, and that is a little bit more palatable for the mm -hmm. average. Right. Guy. And to that point, and to what Frankie was saying earlier about the like they don't want you to know about this stuff or whatever. What's crazy to me is it feels like they actually want a veil. And you know this This is true because of lives of TikTok. Because what they'll do is they'll mm -hmm. post things publicly. They'll be like, hey, I know that the algorithm works in my favor so that people who agree with me are going to see what I'm saying. So I can go out there and say, and, um, you know, uh, yeet the teats and all this stuff. Like I want to mm – -hmm. I'm so upset that I couldn't 
mutilate more kids this week and all this stuff. And the teachers go out there and be like, hey, isn't it great that I indoctrinate a bunch of kids? And then mm -hmm. as soon as lives, lives of TikTok or somebody reposts it and then normal people say, people on the right say, whatever you want to say, like that is an offense. Lives of TikTok needs to be kicked off of Twitter. They they believe in the veil. They want to be like, hey, I want to be open and public about this stuff. I just don't want you to see it. So like that's mm -hmm. one point. And the other point I wanted to make because you talked about um, the, the Kaylor Ellingson case again. Mm -hmm. When... I got in a lot of arguments today on Twitter with people that are like, oh, the left is not as violent as the right, or they both do it, and it's this and that. And it's like, first of all, we already talked about this. Like, it's obviously not true. We can point out millions and millions of cases, cities burning down, city blocks being taken over. But let's just look at like this issue. Are you going to tell me that the people who aborted 65 million babies and mutilated millions of kids are not more violent? Like, are we just forgetting that whole aspect of the whole mm -hmm. thing? Like, you're literally mutilating children, causing them to commit suicide down the road. All the new studies show that that lie that we've been told, that if you don't transition a kid, they're going to become suicidal. It's actually the opposite. They, they mm -hmm. call for the medical ostracism and the deaths of people that didn't agree with them on a vaccine that they have now been proven to have been on the mm -hmm. wrong side of. Right. And let's just be clear on why those kids commit suicide later. They're already in a terrible spot but they're given this spot of hope they're like if you just go on for w women if you just go on testosterone you're going to feel so much better and it's going to solve everything and testosterone for women actually does have that effect it makes you feel really really good and so they're like okay i'm feeling better i'm this i've realized the right things about myself i'm going down the right path i still feel wrong about the world i I need to get top surgery. So they get top surgery and they're like, okay, I feel so good. I have the like the high of this. I have all of the, all of social medias behind me. People are congratulating me. I have this community. Uh, so many things about um, this, this grooming apparatus that's leading kids into this is just basic human stuff. People are uncomfortable with their bodies. People want community. People want acceptance. People have rough home lives and they're looking for mm. something to explain the pain of the world that they're in. And it isn't until all of it is exhausted. They've gotten all of the surgeries. Everyone uses their pronouns and they realize they're at the end of the line and they still feel desperately not okay with the world. That's when they kill themselves. Yeah, absolutely. They've been sold a bill of goods. What's, what's sad is throughout that whole process that these kids go through, right? Because it, you you can imagine, like, it can't be easy if they really feel that, yeah. that, that messed up, that they feel like this is their only option, right? But one, they, they wouldn't even think of this as an option if, if it wasn't something groomed in, in, into this conversation, mm -hmm. right? Like, they're groomed into this. Mm -hmm. But two, no one, it's just like the, the COVID thing, right? The, the only option was to take this vaccine. Well, what about eating healthier? What about getting sunlight? What about being active? Mm -hmm. What about doing all the normal things to strengthen your immune system? Wouldn't that actually help fight mm -hmm. off COVID instead of just worrying about this vaccine and just staying home, not getting sunlight, eating a bunch of crap? Like no, that because Frankie, help. they can't monetize that. No, they that can't. Help. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, to me, like, that's what's so sad. And I think what's made me even more passionate about it because I know kids that have that have come to me personally and talked to me about it and they're like, hey, I don't know if this is the right choice. And mm -hmm. it is difficult, right? Because you want to make sure that you're there for those kids that are confiding in you. But every time it's like, okay, if this is what's going on, I'm going to tell you first off, it's not just you. Every single one of us, like puberty is not something mm -hmm. that's, oh yeah, it's like having a mojito on the beach. Like it's awkward. It's awful. But <laughs> It's yeah. terrible for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. It's weird. Like you feel weird. The only thing you're trying to do is fit in. Like 
everything is weird during that stage. Every single person goes through it. It's a normal thing. The only thing that you have to worry about is, hey, what's going to keep you mentally strong, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you need to eat better. You need to stay Mm -hmm. active. You know, the the chemicals that your brain releases when you're actually active and and working out, it releases all the dopamine and what is serotonin, all the the good things, right, that you Mm -hmm. need. People have been saved that have considered suicide just just for going to the gym. Literally, it's Mm -hmm. the only thing that they changed in their life. They started just becoming more active and they ended up turning turning their life around because they realized what they needed was to strengthen themselves. And when you mm-hmm. keep your body physically strong, you're mentally strong and you can handle a lot more. But what's, no what's one your, talk about this. Yeah, what you're talking about is this big lie that's been pushed is if you don't feel normal in your own body, it must be that you're transgender, must be something like that instead of like the honest truth of, hey, no one feels normal in the body. Women right. more than men probably during puberty yeah. as far as I know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not going to feel normal. It's not a it's not a pleasant thing. So this whole, that's why they sell it specifically to teenage girls. It's like, oh, the moment you hit puberty, you're not going to feel like you're right. You're not going to feel like you're in the right body. Instead mm-hmm. of saying, hey, that's actually normal and helping people and giving them counseling if they need it or just being like, hey, you know, it's it's you're going to get through this is normal. Uh, they th- That's how they get to them. So like if you've read um, uh, what's her name? Do you guys know the book I'm talking about? Uh, Irreversible Abigail, damage. Nancy Irreversible Drew. damage. Yeah. Irreversible damage. It shows that it's the same exact pattern as mm-hmm. the things like um, anorexia, bulimia, cutting mm-hmm. as far as a, a social trend that happens amongst teenage girls because they're going through a weird time in their life and they want to cope. That's what it's I was going to liken it to was like emo cutting behavior. Like I had never heard of cutting until like the after school special about the guy that sees the girl's wrists and is like, oh, what's going on? Tell me. And so then you go, what the hell did they talk about? And someone has to explain that, oh, it's when, you know, someone's depressed, they cut themselves. And then you have to explain that. And I don't think that that would be a thing unless people were shown that. And I don't think people would be trans unless they were explained that it was a thing. Otherwise, they would just be flamboyantly gay or very butch. Tom, Tom's 100% right because yeah. in the book they talk about China in 1996 or something like that and basically there was no such thing as bulimia or anorexia in, in China amongst teenage girls and mm-hmm. then a major American story hits the Chinese news wave and they're like hey this 16 uh, year old girl starved herself to death because she was anorexic I'm and so people are like what the hell is that and then they start explaining it and all of a sudden six months later you have an anorexia wave amongst 16 and 17 year old girls in China and also for the last 10 years you can look at the charts, the exact mm-hmm. same amount of people researching um, all the transgender stuff is the exact same amount of people that are getting these surgeries, like all of a sudden identifying differently. Mm-hmm. And then it also correlates with the suicide rate. So it's yep. all linked in together. It's a psychological pathogen. And there's mm-hmm. so many of them. You, you, In my community, uh, in, in the high schools, they had a rash of... Um, of suicides among kids. It was awful. It was awful for the community because once one person does it, that that thought is just implanted in your brain. It's the same for kids transitioning. You get one transition in their whole friend group. The whole school is affected. It's it's the real pandemic. It, it really is. I was just going to say it's exactly like suicidality in how mm-hmm. one is likely to bring that out in others. And when someone mm-hmm. sees suicide, like suicidal behavior, they hear about a suicide, they, they're presented mm-hmm. with suicidality, they are then more likely to accept that as a possible as a possible or potential outcome for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think it was 
the what was it? Thirteen Reasons Why on yes. Netflix. That was like the. the it's a terrible thing. It was glorification of the girl mm -hmm. who who killed herself because everyone yeah. was trying to figure out if it was them, if it was you know why did she do it, and it just right. made her the hero or the heroine mm -hmm. of the story. And it made a bunch of kids kill themselves, and they had to yeah. like quiet stories after a couple of weeks because it made them look really bad. They still made a season two. Yeah. Yep. And what's and I I think the saddest thing, right? Because the left always, you know, tells the story that you need to accept everyone and you need to love them how they are, but they're the one party that's trying to change absolutely everything about yourself in order to be accepted, right? Mm -hmm. If you we're born this way, why do you need to mutilate yourself to have a different body if you were born right. this way? Right? Yeah, I made, that, I made that argument a bunch of times. It makes no sense to say I was born this way, but I also have to be surgically and yeah. medically changed to be this way. It, it just, it makes it makes zero sense. And, and then the whole idea of, well, you know, you can't put gender into a box because there's so many genders and because mm -hmm. it's not just men and female, but you're putting yourself in a, in a whole other box by saying mm -hmm. that you're not this. So you're doing the exact same thing. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. It's tokenism in one part, though, because like if you've noticed every week, there's a, there's a girl on TikTok who just like every week has a new pronoun set. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's like, oh, there's too many people saying they them. There's too many people that are like, I was a he and now I'm a she. What if I'm frog slash frog self? Oh, well, that's been taken. Uh, what if I'm cookie uh, slash cookie self? It's tokenism. They just they want to be unique and different. Kids want to be special. They right. just want to know an, they're special. They want to be an NFT. They want to be an NFT. They want to have an NFT <laughs> pronoun. But yes. I, I remember I remember one and this girl was just lifting listing off I'm non-binary pan whatever da, 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 da. in the middle of it she's like cat owner and I'm like okay now you're just throwing in like your tinder bio like like what are you doing like that's not a pronoun like, you, listener like have you guys cat owner like, have you guys on. ever gone on the websites and read what the explanation of the different genders are no, I just go to because some of them will be something as simple as like when I'm when I wake up in the morning, I'm kind of grumpy and then I get happier when I'm around my friends. That's a gender on some of these websites. I'm not I'm not exaggerating no. at all, by the way. That is actually something I read. But it's a it's a desperate identity of yeah. the human condition. Yeah. Yeah. Which so just goes back to right. If if these kids were just taught the correct values, like what makes you you is not your name or what you call yourself mm -hmm. or your sex or who you mm -hmm. love right like mm -hmm. they they put so much focus in this like that's who i am no the person that you sleep with has nothing to do with you that's just the person mm -hmm. that you chose to sleep with and that should be kept behind closed doors what mm -hmm. makes you you like what are you into what do you love what do you want to do what's your purpose in life they mm -hmm. don't push that because they don't want thinkers they want they just i mean rockefeller said it they just want a society of workers. They don't want a society of thinkers. They want you brain dead. They want you mm -hmm. sick and fat and lazy and tired all the time. They want you to and own nothing and be happy. They want that's, you to that's own what nothing they want. and be happy so they can own everything and own you. Yeah, yeah that's what exactly. They want. Yeah. So talk, talk, um, we've got about five minutes left before we go into final call. And I was looking at a few stories we didn't get to. And I thought, let's do something a little bit more funny. Talking about the whole uh, Great Reset, Green Initiative stuff is all... Oops, why'd that start playing? Right, linking together. I find this funny because there's a huge push right now for the electric car stuff. The whole uh, save the planet stuff. And it's never made any sense to me. And this one just... It, it, it really epitomizes the, the ridiculousness of this whole argument. Is it, is it a, the problem. The car, sometimes it runs out of gas. So you just gotta put no, gas there's a the big car. problem. Tesla's an electric car, right? 
Yeah. Fully electric. Mm -hmm. I don't understand what the gas is for then. Well, because if you're fully out, you gotta you gotta charge it. Okay, juice it up. Sh show me what you mean. Let's pop. Where's the gas going to go? Show me. Basically. <laughs> This guy has no concept of why it's strange that he needs a gas generator for his electric car. He doesn't get why this is weird. It, it goes in here. This is the wait. Then that plugs into here, and that plugs into there, and then you're good to go. It's a weird oh system. Oh my gosh! Is that system. a gasoline generator? This. That's how you get the electricity to drive. <laughs> you got a underpowered Tesla. <laughs> You're going, bro. You could have gotten a Honda, and you could have just saved all of this. You'd be done. You're going. Listen, we're laughing now. This is the. This guy has a Tesla that also takes gas. Tesla off of gasoline. Not true. Every Tesla's run off of gasoline or coal or something like that. He can be on the He can be out in the desert and be like, "Oh shoot, I'm out." And then instead of calling AAA and waiting three hours, he can just pull over and dunk it and wait 15 minutes, charge it up and be on his way. I mean, it's not stupid. It is. It's, it's like stupid and impractical, but at least it, he's getting where he's going. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, he's, it's smart that he carries that in his trunk. Right. But it's not that the, it's not that carrying the generator is a dumb idea. It's a smart idea. It's just that he doesn't get why that's weird or why that <laughs> makes the whole claim of like, look how good I am. I got an electric car. I'm saving the environment as a total farce. It's like <laughs> in, 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 in Michigan, actually at the GM plant here, they were Ford showed off their new electric car and uh, a reporter asked the the lady who was running it. She's like, where does, where does the electricity come from? She's like, Oh, we plug it into the wall over there. He's like, yeah, I what's get that, city? but like, where where does the where does it come power from? come from? <laughs> yeah. So she asked one of her her aides, and he he looked up the answer. He's like, oh, it comes from the coal power plant down the road. Yeah, they're in Lansing, right? And he's like, what is the what's the city on? And she goes, uh, I think it's the the coal plant. And so it's yeah. just everyone's standing around looking at each other, like, oh, whoops. Yeah. Technology yeah. always regresses eventually. We just circled back to, to coal power again, but I I do want to push back on this just a little bit. Um, because in the same way that like we all love the Daily Wire, right? Or most of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, the argument for the Daily Wire is, look, we're not this incredibly mega corporation right now. But if you invest in us now, we'll be able to be as big as Disney later. And we'll be able to offer that much later. And at least Elon, uh, when he talks about um, the technology for electric cars, he's like, look, it's not. It doesn't really rival gas right now, but if you invest in it now, it will be able to develop. And his argument is a capitalistic argument, and I respect it. I don't know if it's true, but I do respect it. Well, I think even mm -hmm. Elon admits that nuclear power makes way more sense than all the other bullshit oh, yeah. they're trying to pull. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the one thing they don't want is the they don't want the zero carbon emission nuclear energy because of propaganda pieces. So. Right. But it's not about Elon Musk. It's not about someone who buys a Tesla. It's about the whole movement of like, if you buy a Tesla, you're better than everybody else. If you're doing this, you're green. Isn't this great? Yeah. Look, we need more windmills. It doesn't matter that a windmill takes more energy to create than it ever produces. It doesn't matter that that mm -hmm. giant thing on top of the windmill is full of oil that has to be changed every month. Like That's tons a and tons and gallons and gallons of oil. <laughs> I'm from Holland, damn it. The, the, the windmills, those are just fine. Those are little wooden things. They go around. They're very... It, they, okay, they, wind they turbines. flour and wheat. You're yes, thinking exactly. of a turbine. Those things yes. are inefficient. Inefficient. And then, and then, very. When the time, yeah, PJ. Freeze. <laughs> and then you need gasoline-powered vehicles to melt them so they function again in the wintertime. Yeah, right. it's it's insane. Like I, I will say, like I, 
I like Tesla because I'm a fan of Elon Musk. Like, I think the mm-hmm. car itself is cool. Like, I like all the things that comes with it, right? And uh, when I was in Cali for a bit, I, I rented one for a while. And um, so it was fun. I'm not going to say, like, it, it, it was a really fun car. I love driving it all the time. Um, but I didn't do it because it was green. I didn't do it because, oh, I'm, I'm saving the planet. Like, no, it causes more issues than a regular gasoline-powered car. Like, if anything, I was causing more damage to the earth by driving this thing. But it's 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 insane that they're pushing so hard. It's it's just like the mm-hmm. whole eating bugs thing that like that's a whole yeah. part of, you know, going green, just like going vegetarian. It's it's all it's all a part of the same 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 agenda. It's, it's yeah. pro- when you break it problem. down Oh sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, there's one problem I have with nuclear and it's just that when you see a Tesla explode and the, and the fire that comes from that battery that's big enough. When you see a fire from an exhaust in a, in a regular combustion engine, that's bad enough with the oil there. I can only imagine what a uh, like an impact would look like with a, a nuclear engine, like what what that would do, or you know what parts could be assembled and combined. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what I was gonna say. It's all good, but because we're in the last, uh, we got like eight minutes, seven minutes Sorry, left, dude. so I want to get to these super chats. It's all good, man. Um, so again, on, thank Tom. you guys so much for coming out and, uh, <laughs> enjoying the show and, and, uh, chatting with us and sending your, your, uh, support. So let's get to the first one I got here is red pill fight club says based musician and streamer here. I discussed many aspects of Kaler's death on my rumble channel, red pill fight club. Uh, well, red pill fight club, if you're still here, drop a link in the chat, let people know where to find that. So I also, yeah. t- I also talked about this on my channel. So if you guys want to check out wartime propaganda, um, I don't think you can search it. So just if you want to find myself, it's solo.to slash PJ underscore Patriot. YouTube makes it really hard to find me. Um, Ripcord says, drink the drink. Thank you, Ripcord, for the $20 super chat. We appreciate it. Um, Lane, I think, am I saying this right? Says, y'all, it's better woman. And I apologize for misgendering better woman that's my like my favorite part of that is to look at the shirt to remember to say did you guys see the clip he goes i'm john fetter woman, woman. <laughs> no. it's so good uh waffle salter 25 dollars super chat just time to yeah. drink again thank you waffle salter absolute hero of the stream right uh, there yeah stay at home dad with the 10 dollars super chat thank you stay thank at home so dad much. uh waffle salter again last uh last one here has to drink twice I think that was in reference to uh, Frankie. I mean, that's not even like a, yeah. yeah. I think it is. Yeah. So yeah. you got to drink your fake uh, brass monkey over there twice. My bubbly. My bubbly. Yeah, your bubbly. <laughs> uh, Waffle Salter again. Thank you so much, Waffle Salter. Speech too clear for a Saturday. Have a drink. Working on it. Uh, Stay at home dad says my wife is four foot eight. She might be about the same height as Frankie. <laughs> yes. I'm 4'11. I tried to change it at the DMV to five and they're like, no. No, you're not. Like just nice, nice, no. Nice try. <laughs> I was like, come on. No. Uh, Red Pill Fight Club again says, how does one become a guest on the show? So the best way you could become a guest on this show is to follow us on Twitter and reach out to us there. Do I have the overlay for that? Um, it's somewhere. I don't know why I'm not seeing it. Here we go. Follow us on Twitter at last underscore USA pubcast uh, and reach out to us there. Second yeah, best thing out. to get on the podcast is to um, go ahead and cut a check to uh, Tom, Abby, and PJ for three hundred thousand, and <laughs> you are allowed to come on for about ten minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, super simple. 
Yeah, I'm not going to say we can't we do that. that. I mean, that'd be a lie. If someone cuts a $300,000 check, they can host it for as many nights as they want for like a year. They can have <laughs> yeah. it. They can yeah. have the channel. Follow, follow on Twitter or 300000 your choice. It's up to you. Yeah, it's, but those are the two ways. You know what? I, I like Frankie's option better. So, <laughs> um, you can if you Frankie, don't have. What, to... When are we getting your check? By the way. Um, yeah, it's, it's actually already sent it in the mail. You should it should already be there. Well, we had it. It didn't clear. That's the problem. It bounced. Uh, it, it's not there yet. It's a check. It's Saturday. You got to wait till Monday. Check. Check. You got to wait till Monday. <laughs> Come on. Sorry. What was you only had a comment there? I was. You know that. I was gonna say if you're if you're not on Twitter, Tom is over on some of those other platforms, and PJ I think as well. So if you look at our links in the description, you should be able to find those alternate routes of contacting us as well. Yeah, yeah for those for sure. who are perennially banned on Twitter and all the others, we have alternate links. Also- we also you could even just email us Last American Pubcast if you want to go at Gmail if you want to go <laughs> like you know that route um because we have an email yeah so i should say old, why does email feel old school now it does though uh ocean breathe salty says cheers y'all thank you ocean breathe salty uh we appreciate you and then waffle salter came in just to how outdo himself with uh the 50 dollars super chat uh says this the awesome instruments behind pj when slash where can we hear you play uh what's up with the birds aren't real flag behind abby Frankie, you're apparently short, but still cool. <laughs> you have a channel. Tom, you're just cool. Also, great show. Also, let's answer these in order. He, he asked me about uh, the instruments. Yes, I do play. I, I used to play uh, in a, a few different bands, mostly metal. Um, it, I, maybe one time I'll play one of the songs on here if people really want to hear it or on my channel. Yes. I'll, yes. I'll share it somewhere. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I actually played at BassedCon most recently, the Based Sci-Fi Convention, and I rapped <laughs> nice. a Weird Al song there. It was kind of fun. Well uh, Abby, what's up with the Birds Aren't Real flag? Well, Birds Aren't Real. We all know this. If you don't know this, you're just not paying attention. Slash naive. Slash, yeah, come on, you guys. Get with the program. Uh, just ask yourself, uh, why haven't you ever seen a baby pigeon? Mm-hmm. Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Birds Aren't Real, in seriousness, is, is a movement that mocks conspiracy theories. And it, it has all the trappings of a real conspiracy theory, but it's <laughs> But it's not, <laughs> allegedly. But PG and I host a, a conspiracy show on Wednesday nights at 7.03 called Conspiracy Pills. So if you want to join us for that, we talk about all sorts of conspiracy stuff. And my whole conspiracy wall tracks yeah. what we're covering. So Yeah, it's been really fun. We've only done it for three weeks now. And we've gained 120-some subscribers in the last two weeks. So Yes, we're up to like and, 500. Yeah, we hit the 500. We'll have the community tab there. We're going to have some t-shirts and stuff like that. It's been a lot. It's been a good time. So yeah. uh, Frankie, apparently you're short. Do you, do you want to comment on this? <laughs> no, but they asked, do you have a channel? You do have a channel. Did, did I, I do. Did I have Frankie? a channel. Um, it's on, yeah, it's on, it's on Rumble. It's just uh, Frankie Rodriguez. Um, it's been a little bit difficult uh, keeping up every week with it, but um, in two weeks I'm launching. Is it? Wait, stop. Is it yeah, me wait. or is it Frankie? Yeah, no, it's got to be Frankie. Okay, you're Hold frozen, on. Frankie. What happened? Did they break it? The Biden administration doesn't want you to push your channel. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Myself? Kind of. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Guys, look up, look up Frankie Rodriguez on off. Rumble. Yeah, she she said it's real yeah, Frankie up- Rodriguez on Rumble. Yes. Is she back now? She's real Frankie Rodriguez. 
Okay. Can you hear me? Oh my oh, word. Oh no! Can you hear me? It, Can you hear me? Oh, no. Like it sounds like very <laughs> choppy and digital. Well, that's all the time. Yeah, yeah. I can see. No! Oh, okay. I was joking. She well, wait, wait, wait. That's not what I wanted. Oh, did you do that? I did, did that. Did you just kick oh. Frankie? No, I didn't kick Frankie. I was, I was well, pulling that's one way to let oh, it go. Sorry, pulling the other one. I was going to pull in this comment because it's a very good comment. Baby birds don't exist because it's all a part of the flat earth pizza. According so to true. my online speech <laughs> research. I think this wins comment of the night. It's not even a super chat. You win. Just right. win the night. Frankie, can we hear you now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can. Okay, I don't know what happened. That was weird. I don't know. It's because we started talking about birds. Can't yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. that's it. <laughs> they don't want us to know. Yeah. yeah, so so yeah, so real... I'll promote Frankie till she comes back. Real okay. Frankie Rodriguez. She hosts the show on Rumble. It's super good. Um, follow her on Twitter. Follow her everywhere you can. Um, sorry. Gosh dang. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely find her on Rumble because her show over there is great. I don't know. Yeah. We still then, can't quite then, uh, hear you, Frankie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, uh, it's me. It's, it's, okay. I can see myself. Yeah, we, we still know. can't quite hear oh, you. No. So we'll, we'll wait till you come back. And the last comment on here from Waffle Salter was, Tom, you just cool. He's not wrong. It's Where's true. It's true. <laughs> and we have uh, Red Pill Fight Club followed up. Touch base with us on Twitter. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, you reached out to, to the based producer on Twitter. He's not with us tonight, but yeah. he'll be back next week. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, Frankie, for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, Frankie. Nice to meet you. It was such an honor. Frankie, such an do you have honor any- to be here. <laughs> Sorry. Frankie, do you have anything you want to leave the audience <laughs> with before we head out? If it works? Um, no, it was, it was, it was such, such an honor to be here. I, PJ, you know, I love you um, anytime. Like, anytime. It was amazing having this conversation with all of you. I hope that I'm not frozen. Is that why you guys are laughing? Can you guys hear me? You're, 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 no, you're back now. now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, no, it was, it was, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure being here. And um, yeah, I, I hope, I hope that I get invited back. And um, yeah, so go check out my stuff on Rumble, um, on Instagram, same thing, real Frankie Rodriguez. And in two weeks, I'm launching um, just an audio podcast because it'll be easier for me to talk about everything in a longer form than um, my Rumble episodes. Oh no, it's happening again, isn't it? Is it audio podcast? Frankie, Frankie, we love you. We'll have no! to have you back on because you're great. And <laughs> <laughs> check out. Just, just find Frankie Rodriguez. You know, I'll, yes. we'll post about her on Twitter. We'll post yes. about her on other places. Um, I don't know if she's back. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Frankie. We really do. We, we really would love to have you back on anytime. Yes. So, all right, take it easy, everyone. Have a great night. God bless. <laughs>